And Sean, you know who we are. We're geeksters. More expensive than a a dozen eggs. And welcome to episode 474 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I am your host, Sean. 474. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) The price of eggs. You don't understand, folks. I got I got a little stain on my shirt. I think it's from an egg muffin that I had this morning. And Ed's like, ooh, it's an egg stain. Fancy you. <laughs> Somebody's got ooh, money. Were they Fabergé? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were grade A. Oh, grade A. Were they extra large? Why, yes, they were. Oh, Mr. Moneybags. Oh, did you pass go to collect your $200? I, I Did you wear your monocle the whole time? I, I didn't realize eggs were that expensive. I, 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 I have people who buy them for me. <laughs> <laughs> I have servants that goes out and gets it for me. I know uh, what the price is. Oh, I dropped it on the floor. <gasps> oh, fiddle faddle. <laughs> Quick, let's buy a dozen and throw it in the house. How dare you? You know how the price of eggs are? I have, I have no idea what four or five bucks a dozen. I don't know. I think, I think well, it's, I think it's like six or seven. Get the fuck out of here! They used to be like two right. bucks. You <laughs> like two bucks a dozen. I mean, that's like six months ago. <laughs> what happened? It's called, called inflation, Sean. Oh, it's what you poor people do. <laughs> you just raise the price on anything whenever you feel like it. How dare you? How cute! Oh, well, in that case, Ed, how be it thee? <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. All right. Do anything special this week? Uh, I saw a movie. I saw a movie, too. <laughs> Was I it bust. a good movie? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> what you see? I saw a movie that was an independent film. It was called Free Range. Is that about chickens? (laughs) (laughs) How well it fits in. No, it's about about a skull skull and bone society. One of those, you know, higher upper crest. Right, right. There's actually a movie called Skull and Bones. Yeah, well, this one, this one's not even close. Oh, because that one was good. <laughs> it's about the secret science society that, like, President Bush was in. Like, all, like it was like uh, the, it's like the Illuminati for college, right? And then, <laughs> this, this was kind of like the same way. Like, uh, uh, it, are you in the skull and bones? I am. Oh, shh, keep that secret. Well, you don't really realize until like the end of the film. Like that's how uh, it all, all unfolds. So I gave you away the whole thing. Oh my god, you spoiled it! I, I saved you an hour and a half of your life. You're welcome. Um, sip, it was a Sipon movie. Sipon was in it. Oh, okay. There wasn't a major star in it. He was a minor character. Minor in it, character, but okay. he was in it. Um, how was his acting? 
It was good. Brilliant! Brilliant. The acting was really good. The only thing I could say about it, the only two major critiques I had about it was the sound was really low, so we had to turn uh, it way up. They were just editing it. They didn't have it. a sound editor. Well, it wasn't finished yet. They were oh. still editing it. Oh, so you're watching a working print, Ed. That's right. Oh, uh, you fancy! <laughs> oh, did you eat some hard-boiled eggs while you are watching it? <laughs> no, no, we were throwing them at people. <laughs> How dare you! Um, the guy likes dialogue. I could say that much because there was a lot of conversation you had to follow, okay, so which made it hard when it's very low. Right, right, so, right. You know, but uh, it was there's, there's gonna be a lot of ADR, right? A lot, a lot of uh, boop, which boop, I don't know. I don't boop. know how they're gonna do it because when was, this film was filmed four years ago in like 2019, uh-huh. and the, the star of the movie has moved to Chicago. Uh-huh. The director has moved to Virginia. Oh. And so, and I think some well, Zoom meetings. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think they're going to do a Zoom meeting. We're doing some ADR. Ready? Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> oh no! What was that? <laughs> Cut. Perfect. And uh, I think one of the actors has passed away. Oh, that uh, sucks. Yeah. So, uh, <coughs> but uh, it, it 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 was not bad. I mean, it was not as scary. It's not as not a, like a real. Or Dave's Zero. Yeah, he does some scary movies. He does some scary movies. This wasn't. This was supposed to be a scary movie. That wasn't scary. That wasn't scary because it's just too much dialogue. I mean, the pacing. Oh, uh, okay. Too so slow. So it was too talky. <laughs> and like, it's like talk, 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 jump scare. Talk, 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 talk. Yeah. Jump scare. You're like. Oh, the jump scares kind of ruined the movie. Right. <laughs> I was really into the conversation, <laughs> and I'm focusing laser beams on why this person needs to accomplish whatever it is they're talking about. I don't know. Maybe it's about the workers on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's about a girl who, who comes home, I think, from college and decides she wants to help the world, one of those types. Uh, and the the, uh, the parents are like uh, upper class, you know, in Manhattan. And nice they buy spot. eggs, what are you telling me? They, they buy their own eggs. They have people for them. We have two dozen in the, uh, the refrigerator. Ooh, Ooh, two dozen. Ooh, what's your daughter do? She goes to college. She wants to save the world. How gauche. <laughs> So one chicken at a time. <laughs> so they give her a choice, basically through, through through the end of the conversation. Was they gave either a, a a Manhattan apartment that she could live that's not too far from them that she could start her family with, or, or? she could have a car and go save the world. So she, how is she going to? Did they give her kit? Lone girl driving across country. They just give her a nice car, and so and, she can like just travel like. Walk the earth like Cain and solve well, crimes. Appar- apparently, she there was some group that's organization. She was uh, okay, so she was like, yeah, "You can either uh, we'll give you a car so you can travel with this group and save the world, <laughs> or you can we can uh, give you a, a nice Manhattan apartment where you can raise your family, finish college, right. do all this stuff, right. become one with the community." So as as she's driving, you find out she's a lesbian because she's talking to a girl on the phone. Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> well, it's just, it, it kind of adds to the end of the movie. That's, oh, that's, okay, that's, so it kind of builds and build, builds. Builds and right. builds, you know, type of thing. So she says goodbye. She's going to meet her somewhere. She's coming from New York. And she's right, she's coming. I'm going to. Six-hour drive or something like that. She's going to ch- get there. Kukukuchumuku, and I'll meet you out there. Right. So we'll uh, eat at the Y. So, <laughs> wink. <laughs> 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 That's, that's <laughs> terrible. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, so, 
she uh, gets into a, a car accident. Basically, a truck follows her. Oh, this is just funny because I'm watching the background of this conversation going uh-huh. on, and there's this white truck through the whole thing. Right. And then finally, it goes past her. Right. And then it stops, and then they fake the sound of a crash. Oh, uh, okay. You know, type of thing. And the next thing she knows, she's like, and it looks like in a hospital. And that's where oh. Dave C comes in, where he's wearing the mask <laughs> and the goggles and all, and like kind of like I, I like. I notice he plays a lot of doctors. At least I think like a medical examiner of right, right, right. sorts. She's like, oh no, she's in great shape, no broken bones, blah blah blah. Uh, you know, okay. they drug her basically. Uh-huh. And then the next thing ensues that she's now in a dungeon esque type of thing, tied to a pipe. It always happens, you know. And then there's a few others like that. Right, right, right. So there, there, there are predators, and there's there's her and a few others. Okay, all right. So as as they you know they 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 get force fed. They're they're uh, you know tied up. Or once in a while they let them like I let them run free. We let them we put them in the backyard. Let them stretch their legs. Well, they un- they un- unhook them from the whatever they're attached to. Right. To do this, and they have conversations, and they're of course none of the guards tell them what's going on. They just kind of beat them, and you know, and so the one there was a guy, and there's these two girls, and the one guy they gave him a knife, and he hit it, and then he didn't use it, so he decided they they decided to beat him up. And of course, his job was to kill or to stab at least one of the girls, oh. because it was one of the sons of this high society person. And, oh, the person who has eggs, right? Right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so she finally gets escapes, and they still catch you her. You find out her parents are involved. Exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> you solved the case. Wow, I'm watching. So I watch a lot of Poker Face this week. So, All right. So 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 at the end of it, they, she makes they make her choice. She, she's like they can either they're either going to cut her up, or they will let her go, and uh-huh. she has to start the family type of thing. Oh, okay. So so first, okay, hold on. Let's roll that back. Her parents go. You got the beginning of the movie. You got two choices. Right. You can either go to the apartment, live out your life. Right. Right. Or we give you a car. And you go save the world. Right. She's like, bitch, I take the car. All right, right here's your car. Then they, I guess, rig uh, uh, an accident right. to kidnap her. Yeah. Keep her in a dungeon with a couple other people. Right. Right. Well, they're they're not the, they're like there's a there's a there's a person that does this. Right. Right. Of like, course, I'm know, not saying the parents are like, oh my god, Bob. Right. right. But <clears throat> so so some she they they stage the accident. She gets not gets she gets unconscious. Whatever. She's put in a dungeon esque type of situation where it's kill or be killed. Apparently, at some point in time. Right. And then <clears throat> they don't. He decides. No, I like her too much. I'm not going to stabby stabby her. So they beat the shit out of him. Right. And then she. Figures it out that it's her parents, or well, no, no, she doesn't. She does not figure it out until the very end. Oh, until the very yeah. end, where her mom and dad open the door and go, "Surprise! You could have stayed in college." <laughs> <laughs> well, they, basically, like she's she's forced into a wheelchair and because right, she's beat up, she's stuck in a wheelchair. Well, she's not beat up. She's 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 like, she's ready to run out the door, and the guy is uh, like, "Stop!" And then because she, she can't get out anyway, it's locked. Of course, of course, you know. So she. Tells him, you know, sit down in this chair because she doesn't want to. Sit down, I'll explain everything. (laughs) So she gives, they give her a choice. It's just like, 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 it's like dog eat dog world. And like, so so you either can be the dog that eats the dog or, or be the, (laughs) you can be the, well, let me tell you, people always get shit on. You can be either the shitty or the shitter. Right. One of the two. So does her parent, like, 
Did her parents know they kidnapped her, or were they part oh, of the no, whole yeah, thing? Oh, no, they, 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 like the re- they knew. They hired this guy to oh, do this Oh, okay, for so it. they come in and go, honey, we love you, but this is how the world works now. So well, you have a choice. You can either choose the luxury apartment in New York that we were offered you in the first place. That's door number one. You chose door number two, which you chose poorly. But now here's another chance at the door. Right. The, the other door so, is death. So the <laughs> thing is, the thing is, is now she has they they wheel her around. Now she has to make another choice whether or not she wants to be free and do that life, or try and just be killed. So she, I think, in her head, she's going to be killed. But they bring in like basically, let's see what's behind <laughs> door number two. You know, like I think. And they 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 bring this woman in. She they chain her up and they pull the hood off of her head and it's her girlfriend. Oh, double whammy, right? So it's either she either chooses to live and they kill her or you die you and die. she lives. And that probably you both would have died. So oh, yeah, probably. she chose the girlfriend to get killed. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. And, so she's a bitch. Yes. She's like, oh, so she, so she's, I'm assuming she's a wealthy girl. Well, yes. Yeah. They're, they're, so her parents didn't like her being a lesbian either? They, like I said, they, they, they figured, I guess, figured it out, and they captured her, this girl, and, and I, I'm like, I guess, I'm, so it's an anti, it's a homophobic movie. Uh, well, yes, I mean, and then at the end, <laughs> like at show, the end, like you know, go through all this. And by the way, we don't like your lifestyle, so we're going to make you either choose between a healthy lifestyle with dick, or we kill your girl. Yeah. <laughs> so at the end of the movie, you see her looking out, and then like the 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 New York Harbor, right? And then there's this nice looking rich guy walks up next to her. I guess it's going to be her, her husband. husband or right. her husband. Right. They didn't really say it was just a right. Like just, a, they, right. They zoomed in on her as she's sitting there, like you see the back of her, and they come up, and uh-huh. then they turn around, and you see her face, and he kind of walks in the camera. camera. You know what? I, I'm going to say, how about this? You, there's a sequel, right, mm-hmm. or a prequel. And the prequel, it's his story, and he went through the most exact same thing, right? He might have. Right? So that he went through all this, and he was given a choice, and maybe reluctantly as well. The two of them are together. Third movie, they tear the, they tear it all down. Look at me. If Sipon's, if Sipon's listening to the show, which he never really does, you tell him, I got two sequels in mind. And he lived in the movie, right? Yeah. It's one of the movies where he actually lives. Yeah, the, he's, he's one of the doctors. He can so. come back in the sequels. Yeah. You know? He can come back. You find out that he's like, you know, he, 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 bigger, big picture. He could be in three movies for this guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. So was it, was it any good? Was the movie good? I mean, the the acting was good. I mean, you know, he, Sipon's like, don't be too critical. It is a low budget movie. And I'd actually say the horror scenes weren't that bad. I mean, like, like it was, it was, you, it was believable. It was a lot of, a lot of, not a, like, so I've seen some fake deaths look terrible yeah, and yeah, all. Yeah. These looked like you you could uh, buy it, you know, like oh yeah. They were. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a couple little little minor things because we, we pointed something out, and I'm like, but there's nothing you could do now at this point. But it's it was it was a minor thing, and it really right. you really you know you really couldn't right. Uh, it, it would just it's enhance a gaff. It. right. It would it would just enhance it, not make it any worse or any any all right. you know. All right. So let's say it. But it, it was a lot of dialogue to go through, and that was the that was the to me the the problem of the movie. Right. He wanted he wanted to be the Kevin Smith of horror movies. Right. <laughs> and I mean, but I mean, let's say the acting was good. I right, mean, I don't right, think right. there was any really bad acting in the movie at all. all right. You know, it did. It it's did low really, budget acting, right. so it might be a little overacty. They're not really. They're rough around the edges. They're way don't... better than porn. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of porn in my day. But boy, this was a step above. Right. I kept waiting for someone to get scared. It was it was it was just above porn acting. <laughs> I mean it was I think I do. I really think it was above the usual 
bad schlock right of, you yeah. know, of, of low budget it's the you know, hey sir i no i did not hit her oh hi mark <laughs> that guy exactly right it's a little better it's, it's, it's better, than it's that, better yes. than that all right so it was you know like i said i mean i don't know if it's coming out uh you know they like said he that was he said it was 98 percent done we just gave little critiques here and there, but like nothing. All right, the know. big critique is we got need, you know if, if for a talkie talkie movie you should focus on <laughs> the talkie talkie. You need to hear hear it. Right, you need to maybe work on the little next time you do it, put little microphones on them right. or something. Not have a boom guy with the you know three feet above the heads. I don't. I don't think they had a boom mic. Right, so they, they were probably using. just did the ambiance of the room. Right, right. That yeah, that would bring that would bring the sound down. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty much it. This week, though, was my mom's 80th birthday. Mazel tov! Yes. Uh, so, we, so we've we been doing setting up, celebrating all that, getting yeah, out. Yeah, we took her to Chippendale. She had a couple of schlongs floating in her face. <laughs> we called it the... Hey! <laughs> hey, 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 no, no, no! <laughs> we called no. it the Wiener Roast. <laughs> no, 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 no! She's 80, a God-fearing woman. <laughs> Right, yeah, so. That's not even good. No, no. no. Hector, come here. See. <laughs> oh, oh, terrible, terrible. I shall shake my money maker for you. <laughs> uh, uh. Stop. <laughs> oh, my stars and garters. <laughs> Stop, man. That's terrible. All right. Oh, I'd be uncomfortable. <laughs> All right, so Ed obviously pulled, whipped out a lot of movies. <laughs> Excuse me, Walla. Hunter, no. Uh, what'd you get? Uh, so I picked up a couple things online, and uh, one thing in the in the when I went to Walmart one day, I always wanted to watch it. I haven't seen, still haven't seen it yet, but I, I bought it finally. The Woman King. Okay, I wanted to see it. Is it. Certified fresh, I see. Yeah, so it was because I. And which I'll get to in a minute after this oh. of of movie prices. At, oh at a boy! Store. Not only is it hard to find movies, but the prices are outrageous. <laughs> and then this one, I was. It's based on some true story about the. Uh, I you know what? Oh, well, sh- she said, and it's a movie. Is it a four K version? No, that's just the Blu Ray. Oh, okay. The black line usually says like four K. Yeah. It's okay. You have a fi- you have a PS Five. It's a four K movie. Yeah. I could have played it if I wanted you, to. But. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the, I think, Harvey Weinstein. There's the New York right, Times it, article. Yeah, it's the... Um, and then they got a lot of backlash because of the article that was released. And then, of course, it brought, brought the Me Too movement to... Uh, it, it, it's to what's kind of... The me, well, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I saw an article where the Me Too movement started before that. But for all of a sudden, it just hit at the same time because the Harvey Weinstein stuff, the Kevin Spacey stuff... Uh, the Bill Cosby stuff all kind of came around. It, it was like same a world, time. same time. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing a bunch of stuff about this one uh, that she said where it's about the investigative journalist trying to get someone to just say something to be able to, you know, like if you get one person to talk, then others would we'll follow, follow. Follow. Right. All right. What else you get, Ed? And then, of course, last week we were talking about Space Ace. I bought the Space Ace right, right, interactive right. thing. And I was like, you know what? I wanted to get the Dragon. Oh, look at him. Well, from Harry he completed Barbara. the loop. So I completed the loop fast. Here, hold on, let me see. There you go. This is be daring and be decisive. The legendary video game Dragon Lair is with a blockbuster and quarter guzzling sensation when it first debuted, spawning sequels, imitators, and a beloved Saturday morning cartoon series. 
developed by the powerhouse animation crew, put together by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, the Dragon's Lair cartoon may contribute to the Dragon Lair saga, from naming the dragon Singe to rounding out the cast with such memorable supporting players as Bertram the Horse, voiced by animated legend Peter Cullen, and Timothy the Squire, voiced by Michael Mish. Mimicking the actions of a video game, Dragon's Lair pauses the story and asks the audience with action Dark should take next in his never-ending quest to protect the kingdom of King Eldridge and his beloved Princess Daphne. <laughs> but enough talk. Dirk the Daring faces doom throughout this 13-episode two-disc set as he needs you to help him decide what to do next. <laughs> it's a Hannibal Barrett classic collection, by the way. That's right. Dragon's Lair! The complete series, only two discs. 13 <laughs> riveting episodes. There you go. Okay, and then... Um, Something, something brought, was brought to my attention this week. Uh, I watch a, cl- a lot of collectors, movie collectors online, uh, uh-huh. YouTube, and Sipon actually even pointed it out too. Best Buy is raising their prices to ridiculous amounts. Get the fuck out of here! All right, see it. <laughs> no, so serious. No, serious. How much? How much they raising their price to? Well, like like a blue bag of the or a, a, like a four K that'd be like twenty five or twenty seven dollars uh-huh. is gonna be like forty forty five dollars. Get the fuck out of here! No one says it's so much today. Sorry, it's, it's, it's Beverly Hills cops <laughs> circling my brain. Get the no one says <laughs> a surge. I just saw one today. No, right, that goes forty thousand dollars. Get the fuck out of here! No one says. <laughs> So when are they doing this price hike? They've been doing this <laughs> really because like, I just I... so the thing is is that there's a new program that Best Buy has called Total Tech. Oh, it's, I already don't like it. <laughs> it's two hundred dollars a year. Get the fuck out of here. Which gets you the you know their their uh, the, the Geek Squad. Sure, and, sure. You know, uh-huh. if, if you buy a TV, they'll come and install right, it. For right, right. Oh, two hundred dollars for the year. For the year, you know, type of thing. Uh-huh. And then of course, like stuff that would you would buy. You would get it for the tech price since you have that membership. So you would actually give it for the price that everybody else is selling it for. So wow, you have to be what walk. a bullshit racket. That's just, I mean, <sighs> to me, to me, the funny part was Sipon sent me something, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what it is as soon as I pull it up All right. through Facebook. And and he, he, he first he says it as a joke. And then he looks himself and he goes, oh, my God, it's true. <laughs> okay? Oh, they no. put on this website, ready, the menu, ready? Uh-huh. The menu's price should be $19.99. And that is... Okay, okay, the, that's, yeah. that's the movie, the menu. Yeah, All right, 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 right. They put on the website, and this, this, was, this was on the website. I don't know if it's still there or not, but, it, you know, you can check. It was $60,696.99. That can't be real. Because so, so, he, he sends it to me. He goes, he goes Best Buy is really up at their prices. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, my God, it's true. Because <laughs> he, he saw it as a post. Hold on. I got it. I'm, I'm, right now, I have the Best Buy app. I got to know because this is – I was just there not too long ago. So let's see. Uh, 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 oh, sorry, something went wrong. Yeah, I tell you, something went wrong. All right, try again. Uh, 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 uh. All right, movies. Let's do uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. That comes out this week. Uh, okay. Well, hold on. The the Steel Book is forty bucks. Well, thirty nine ninety nine. 
The 4K movies thirty six ninety nine. Uh, just the Blu Ray is thirty three dollars. I almost like for an extra five bucks, get the Steelbook 4K, doofuses. That's if you can get it. It's pre-available for pre-order. I don't think that we'll get to them. All right, so let's see. Movies. I just go just... Movies. Movies. That just... I can't... I can't believe it, Ed. Wow, that's crazy. Save on select 4K Ultra Root Blu-ray starting at $16.99. See the menu right here. Not your review. 20 bucks. All right. John Wick three uh, one through three Steelbook Collection eighty dollars. Now it's a Steelbook Collection, you know. And Event Horizon twenty one dollars. Uh, Legions of the Superheroes oh, it must be that's a new one. Oh, that's a what, what, was the John Wick series. What was that? Because I'm going to look it up on Amazon right now. Which is a it is uh, yeah, but it is a one. It's the John Wick one through three stash book collection it's a steel book ultra high it's 4k hd blu-ray blu-ray it's all it's a best buy exclusive ah okay. so that's why it's, that's why it's 80 bucks uh get it by tuesday february 28th Woo! that's it's crazy uh they live steel 4k steel book is price drop 29.99 rocky steel book uh 29.99 but i just trying to find like a regular old Legion, Legend of the Superheroes. I guess it's a regular 4K movie. It's 20. Ed, I am flabbergasted by this. New TV, new releases. Uh, 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 what we got. So, what, what was one that was kind of forever for uh, 4K? Uh, it was like, it was like uh, $38, $39. Okay, yeah, 30 bucks. All right. On, on Walmart. Right, right. We got, I mean, not Walmart, on uh, Amazon. I don't think it's going to last. Uh,. Bubba Hotep, 4K Ultra Blu-ray. Ready? Yeah. 30 bucks. What you got, Ed? 4K. It's got to be 4K Ultra HD. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. What you got, Ed? 4K. Here we go, uh-huh. kids. How much is a? $29.99. Okay, it's the same price. All right. See? I don't know, Ed. Here you go. Uh, Warm Bodies of Steel book. It's, um, Legion of the Superheroes. Just a standard Blu-ray and digital code, right? Uh-huh. I guess that's a new movie coming out. Um, it's car- animated cartoon. Twenty-two ninety-nine. Twenty-two ninety-nine Blu-ray for Best Buy. Ed, what was it again? Legion of Superheroes it includes a digital copy. It's a DC Universe movie. It's a cartoon. It's got Supergirl on the cover. Because it's, it's it looks like it's in the future. Nineteen forty nine. Nineteen forty nine. Yeah. All right. So it's slightly more expensive right now. All right. I, it just seems ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, look, Mickey Mini ten classic shorts for fifteen bucks. <laughs> How much you pay for it? You got it for free, didn't you? Uh, I think I paid twenty for it, huh? but I also got some extra charges. Right, right. You got the extra charges because you got it right from the source. Yeah. <laughs> from the house of mouse right yeah. the mouse ain't just gonna go you get away oh speaking of the mouse i got my pin today yesterday my doctor strange pin i would have brought it but i left my bag at home because i was at home first uh, but uh it's all right all right yeah. all right so uh and then also i picked up digitally real quick uh-huh. i have to forget about that all right i only picked up a couple things because it was uh i okay there is one that it's five bucks i don't know if you picked it up or not i uh, probably not oh it's one i was on my wish list and i was waiting for this day ed 
Okay, tell me, tell me what you got, Blue Earth. I got the Invincible, Disney's Invincible, and uh, Mark Warburg's the uh, Max Payne, the theatrical because right. I already have the director's okay. cut. So okay, all right. Those are the two I picked up. Saturday. Ed? Yes. Allow me to add one more to your movies. It's five bucks. That's a smoochie. Have it. Oh, you must have paid very full price for it, didn't you? Paid two dollars for it. Two, uh, because you transferred it. I paid five bucks for my copy, <laughs> but it was it hasn't been on print. Hasn't been five bucks and ever. And then Warner Brothers or somebody's doing like this special, like, oh look, it's the holidays, hundred years of movies for five bucks, and I'm like, scroll, scroll, death to smoochie, bye. <laughs> hey, what else you get? That was it. That was That's it. That was it for me. How about you, sir? What did What did you do? Well, let's go with what I bought since we've already decided. We've already just, you know found out that Sean bought Death to Smoochie yeah. uh, for only five bucks. Um, <clears throat> then I took a chance, Ed. Uh-huh. I took a chance. I took a chance on love, Ed, many, many years ago. That's how I got my beautiful wife. I know she's not listening, but it's okay. Uh, all right, so I bought, a, I bought a used Blu-ray movie. A used Blu-ray uh-huh. movie? I was, my wife works at a mall which still has FYE in it. So I walked into FYE, and I bought Bad Moms for only $4. Wow. That's the Mila Kunis, uh, Kristen Bell, you know, with their Bad Moms, I'm guessing. Um, I always wanted to see it. Christine Applegate's in it, you know, so I always wanted to see it. I was kind of bummed that I couldn't digitally transfer it over when I got home. I scanned the barcode. It's like, it's not eligible. I was like, son of a bitch. You know, I'm like, that's all right. I'll I'll put it on my wish list. When it goes to five bucks, I'll buy it again. You know, um... And obviously, that's a smoochie. Uh, outside of that, Ed, I went and I, I well, I caught up to, um, I caught up to Poker Face. I, again, highly recommend that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I did get my uh, young Sherlock Holmes steelbook Blu- oh, Blu-ray right. uh, this week, and I watched half of it because I was watching it while I was going to bed. So and then I was like, oh, CP, I could go bed. Uh, movie still so, still holds up. I was like, I I was enjoying it, so highly recommend if you haven't seen uh, the Adventures of Young Sherlock Holmes. Uh, what I was more surprised at it was not only was it like Steven Spielberg produced, but Chris Columbus wrote the script. I was like, wow, there's some pretty heavy hitters in this, yeah. you know, just getting the movie off the ground. And I'm like, I feel kind of bad because I felt like it should have deserved a sequel, or like it could have been a. Also, it starts off with the disclaimer: it's like this has got nothing to do with any of the Sherlock Holmes stuff. This is a work of fiction, like. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't they all? Well, yeah, but I mean, this is before I think uh, he was, um, what do you call it, in uh, the, what do you call it, Free Range, where they call him, the, uh, a hundred years has passed, so he is public now, domain. Uh, he's now public domain, thank you. I don't think he was public domain back when young Sherlock Holmes was being made, ah. so they kind of had to throw a, a, a disclaimer saying, this has got nothing to do with any of the Sir Conan Arthur Doyle movies or books, Nothing. Original original movie. Uh, okay, so I did watch a movie this week. Did you? I saw Wakanda Forever. Ah. Uh-huh. What'd you think? <sighs> I, on a scale of 1 to 10, I gave it a, I gave it a solid 6. All right? It, average movie. Well, just to let you know, the pu- public domain for Sherlock Holmes... Which is this year? Yes, it is this year. Yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I know it's it's all of his shit so, now. Yeah, so young there was, was like it, 80s, there were certain certain time frames. Like there was like some 
books and novels that could be used because they, they were early, like a couple years ago. Yeah. So they entered in public domain. But now all of Sir Kernan Arthur Doyle's work of Sherlock Holmes is now free range. So now expect fucking Holmes movies out the wazoo. Everyone's going to have one. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, we're making one right now. <laughs> the it's game in, is afoot, Ed. It's in pre-production right now. Right. It's the Geeksters it, exclusive. Right. It's called The Game is Afoot. <laughs> Geeksters now. <laughs> and that's the way we do it. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So, I watched Wakanda Forever. Um, I didn't hate the movie. I don't know it this way. I, I enjoyed it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't watch... I didn't, I didn't click stop and go, oh my God, this was the best movie I ever saw. I mean, I liked the first one better, um, probably because of Chaswick. Um, I have some... I didn't like Namer. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put it out flat out. Right. I didn't. It's not that I, I didn't like his look. I knew... I knew what the look they were going for. Mayan, you know, the Mayan look. And I didn't... I, that's not why I disliked it. Uh-huh. I knew what they were going for. I was accepting of that, and I just was watching him going, "Yeah, I don't like it. I just don't like the look. Too much is going on." Okay. Um, and maybe part of it's my fault because when I read comic books, I see you know Submariner, Prince Namer. He always seems to have this presence about him. Mm-hmm. You know, like this kind of like arrogant presence of like my shit doesn't stink. Fuck around and find out. I'll burn all of you. You know, I'll drown all of you because I'm. Fucking Prince Namer, right. Submariner, bitches, you know. And this guy kind of came off kind of like a pussy. <laughs> that was that was my that <laughs> was my problem all the time. I thought you were literally like the look, like this, the way he they gave him all those weird earrings. And well, the, I mean, I, and the, 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 the earrings, and the, thing that he the was earrings and the no, no, uh, noise nose ring and the headdress. I understand. I got all that. Like I, right, like, I got sense. all that. It all made sense. I knew what you were going for. And I feel like that they made him this way because they needed... This is part of the uh, Phase 4 movies, I believe. Well, I... I well, go ahead. Sorry. Well, uh, my, my opinion was the fact is is that they're starting... Basically, they're throwing away all of... Not throwing away, but they're, they're shedding the old guard for the new guard. Well, see, okay, see, I'm, I'm going I'm to say it differently because if you pay really close attention... Every single one of these Phase 4 events, whether it be a TV show or a movie, has something very parallel. You have your hero who has something in common or close to an exact opposite of the hero. Hero and villain. Like, she loses his brother, loses his mom. Like, she lo- she's she's grieving for the loss of her brother. He's constant Namor's constantly losing, uh, grieving for the loss of his family and his people and all that kind of stuff. Mm. So there, you try to find things that, that marry them together. Um, we call it, um, Hawkeye, Hawkeye. You had Hawkeye and then you had the girl trying to be Hawkeye. Right. There is a, um, Ms. Marvel trying to face her, her, herself. Mm. Like there's a lot of parallel universe, Spider-Man facing multiple copies of himself. Not fighting him, but but realizing that he is just one of a bigger puzzle. Right. You know, and all the Phase 4 movies, I'm going to say, has something to do with duality in some way, shape, or form. Okay. So I can see that Wakanda Forever, if had Chaswick been alive, I don't know if the same story would have been used. 
because you know I did tear up a couple times because you know like I missed the fucking guy you know he was you know energetic and you kind of felt that his presence was lacking in the movie uh-huh. so it, the whole time I'm not thinking that there's a, a, a cloud over my head of Cheswick just like it's just this like <sighs> Well, it's just saying. I, I think they, I think they put too much of Chaswick in the movie. Like, I got the beginning of it, and it was a sad time. Sure. But then every once in a while, you would see his face, or there'd be something, right. and you're going, you know, oh, you're you're you're, you're dried up. And let's cry again. Like, let's yeah. let's you know, like let's bring those tissues back out. You know, like, I... let's remember Chaswick again. And it's just like, and I I felt terrible because it's just like, but after a while, I'm going. All right, all right. I'm, 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 I'm out of. Right, I can't you, cry you, anymore. You, you become kind of um, numb to it. You're like, yeah. I don't, I don't. Okay, I thought Angela, um, Angela Bassett, she's worthy of the nomination of Oscar yeah. because when the moment where she kind of she's in front of everybody and she talks about how she lost everything, mm. man, I got chills. I got like it was like a holy. I, I want. I, st- I, I was watching it, and I was like, after she got done, I felt myself go, Whew. Uh, if she doesn't get the Oscar, I'll be surprised, because that to me, just that speech alone made mm-hmm. me go, oh, that's why she's nominated, because I'm like, why would, she's the first one in the Marvel Universe to get nominated for an Oscar, mm-hmm. you know, and a part of me, I was like, well, what's the big deal, and after seeing that scene, I was like, oh, no, I get it, that's, that's, if they just, if they just cue that up, fuck it, she's gonna crush it, right. you know, um, The um, Iron Heart stuff, I didn't mind. I know that she's going to be introduced into the movie. I know that she's supposed to have her own show and stuff right. like that. Um, again, um, I was okay with it. Um, I had, and when I, I'll be honest, I don't like Sher- Sherry as Black Panther. Okay, I don't. I just I knew that she she becomes it in the comic book, so it was like the worst kept secret. And mm. you know they're trying to do all these posters and stuff. Who's the Black Panther? Oh, it's Angela Bassett. It's you know it's I'm like it's fucking Sherry. You know why? Because I read comics. Go figure. You know, so it was like the worst kept secret of right. all time. But people are like, oh really? I was like, you fucking idiots. Like I, I just she just just I mean. I don't know. She was very pouty, but I, I understand that she's supposed to be going through a sur- uh, um, an arc in that yeah, movie. Yeah. And I'm just like, eh, like, tell me, this is going to sound horrible, and I don't mean it this way. So allow me to explain. She just seemed too skinny. Okay. Like when, like I'm seeing her in the suit, and I know that suit isn't really there. It's painted on because she's wearing a gray suit, mm. but. I'm looking at her arms, and I'm like, she just didn't look like she worked out at all. Mm. Like, and I'm not saying that she needs to have rippling muscles, but I think, like, look at, um, what's her face? Um, in Love Thor of uh, Love and Thunder, um, Natalie Portman. Yeah. She kind of bulked up a little bit for the role, mm. you know, because she knew she was being a superhero. I felt like she could have, like, maybe, like, did some, looked like she did a lot of yoga. Like she, she was very skinny and very like lean. Right um, now, maybe that they were going for that for because depression can make you lose weight. Like it just felt like, eh. Um, at there's a point where she has to she eats the the synthesized flour that makes her you know go see her ancestors. And this was already after spoiler alert. Angela Bassett's character is gone. Yeah, and then I was like, oh, this is the reason why they needed to kill her. 
Because if she was going to go, I thought they were going to pull a Chaswick. Right. You know, I for a minute when she was like, I was like, are they really going to, because I know it's the ancestors and he was the Black Panther before her. Are they going to, they can't, oh, Angela Bassett shows up. Okay, that's why they killed her off. Right. Like, and then, then she goes back and I heard, I spoilers, I knew that Killmonger was going to make an appearance. And everyone was like, well, they made a big deal. How are you going to bring that, back that person? another vision quest kind of thing and you know I'm like okay I can see why you brought him back because again he's basically um, paralleling what she's feeling Mm -hmm. like it's not like it's not about noble it's about watching the world burn she said it herself and so why would you see anybody else who might be in a nobler position when Killmonger basically is the guy you'd want to talk to because like you said you're me Right. Like we're closer together, cousin, than anybody else. Like, duh, right. <laughs> you know. Um, I, I thought the, I, I thought the action is the action is the action. Like that's one thing Marvel does pretty well. Um, I just the whole and even at the end of the movie, not the end of the movie, but when there's a moment where it's you know Namor needs to yield. He yields, and you're like, of course he's going to yield, but whatever. And then he kind of, somebody kind of comes around and chastises him for why did you kneel to the, why did you yield to the Black Panther, blah, blah, blah. And he gives us kind of like, is this, here's my grand plan. And I'll be like, so you're still a bitch. <laughs> like, I was like, you're still, now, now, now you're, now you're a slimy, you know, like, there's nothing noble about what you just said. Right. As a leader of your people, you're a scumbag. Right. You know, and I never felt Namer in the comic books ever was a scumbag. Like he was regal, he was obnoxious, he was arrogant, he was of royalty, and he thought everybody was beneath him. Right. There's a difference between that and what this guy was pulling off. I was like, I don't I'm not you know, hearing what you're laying down, brother. I'm just like I well, it seemed to my, my I also too. No, also, no, I gotta say this: the wings are not really practical. Uh, in the comic books, you got Namor. He's thin. You know, he's got the pointy ears. He's got the little wings on his ankles, but he's never in motion. He's always drawn in motion. So you go, all right. So that's you. you your own head kind of fills in how it's supposed to work, right? right? But when you see someone actually trying to put that in practical use and seeing him. <laughs> Flicking around, I'm like, well, that doesn't work at all. Like, even Stacy's like, because she was there, we were watching it together. She's like, push pause. I'm like, all right, what? She's like, that is stupid. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it doesn't really work that well on TV, on, on in live action. She's like, I don't understand why the wings in the first place because I could understand, like, if he was of the sky, I get it, but he's of the water. Why does he have wings? And I'm like, I got nothing. I mean, he's a, and I like the, one thing I did, like he used the word mutant. So it's like, okay, you're putting that into the lexicon of movies. Cause so that way, when we do actually see mutants together for the first time in the Marvel universe, you've heard the, you've heard it before. Mm. Um, I was like, well, I mean, the mom did that thing and, you know, made him a mutant kind of like, so like, who knows? Like maybe if she drank it and still lived on earth, I don't, I, I was like, swear, I don't really don't have an answer for that. I know what he looks like in the comic books. That ain't it. And I know that he has the wings in the comic books. And I never actually thought about how impractical they really are. Because he's always just in still motion on the on, on the page. Yeah, sure, he might be in the air looking like I'm flying. But I never really thought, like, how would it work? 
You know, like, I always, I guess part of me always just thought, like, he would just stand still and the wings would just do all the work, right? I, and here, he's, like, making these steps. Like, he's, like, walking through air and he's, you know, like, the wings are flapping as he's making these steps. I'm right. going, uh, couldn't he just flown like just lean to the left lean to the right and let the you know wings do the twerk but he didn't i was like all right maybe and then i was just like yeah it just didn't work for me i was like i don't know the whole namer thing i i understand why they brought it in to me this is the one character that i wanted to see the most in the marvel cinematic universe because like he is one of the oldest characters that Mm -hmm. we've had you know and i'm like i'm like i can't wait to see when i finally heard namer was going to be there you're like finally like the last piece of the puzzle is in place right now we're gonna we're gonna get like this it's more of a grander universe because he's the you know he's now the key to the fantastic four yeah you know because he's you know he's a bitch to he's a bitch for sue sue richards well, Sue Storm, mm-hmm. you know, so he's like, you know, he's of, he's a bitch to only one person at Sue. Right. He loves her uncategory and he knows he'll never be with her, blah, blah, blah. But he's simps for her, as the kids would call it. Right. You know, he, he'll do anything she asks. Right. You know, because he wants to show that he's, you know, worthy of his her love, right? Yeah. But I'm like, all right, so you're bringing him in. Like, this is going to be awesome. But they made him look like a tragic character. Uh-huh. And, and, and then trying to be a, make him a tough guy. And you can't, like, you can't do both. No, you it can't. It doesn't work. No. You you can't be that kind of character. You can't be like, well, I'm doing this for my people. Like, Urgh, I'm tough. Because like, <laughs> like, every time you look at him, it looks like he's going to cry. Like, right. When he, when every he's, time. He's, he's talking. It looks like he's going to, like, ball out in any minute. You know, like, you're going no. like... Folks, this is a, this is a visual thing. Sean, I, Sean, I just busted my lip. Sean was moving his, his headphones and pulled out in his face and busted his lip. This is this is why we need to video Dave. He's got oh, he's really bleeding. I am really bleeding. Hold on, yes, I would please. Thank you. I'm gonna take a look. Make sure I'm like, how bad is it? Because. There's blood on my phone. <laughs> you should see the other guy. Oh, dude, that really. Yeah, you, you, had, oh. a, you, had, a weak, you had a weak part of your lip. Wow. That's, that's usually what happens. It's a wrestler's <laughs> dude. I think it looked good. You know, brother, <laughs> I talk some smack and I get smacked in the face with my own headset. <laughs> What's with your knuckle? Oh, that's blood on my knuckle. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> He's bleeding all over the place. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. Ooh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> you know what? I'm not. I'm no bitch. I'm just kind of get hit. I keep moving, Ed. Like whatever. I'm not like namer. Like eh, my people, man. <laughs> when just keep these over here. <laughs> in case I have another accident. In case I pop myself in the face again. <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, yeah. So, so to me. Him being that kind of try, like it totally. I was like, I was like, oh, I just don't like this character at all anymore. Yeah, and I'm like, and then the the flying thing, I kind of thought it was like a Superman, like he just flew exactly. Like, like, I thought too. Yeah, the wings and you can hear the right, noise. like like a like a like a hummingbird or something like that. So so to me that that kind of that kind of lost the whole thing. I, I I applaud Marvel for what they did because of what because because of Chadwick's passing. And sure, sure, sure. They had to pretty much change gears on yeah, a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah, you did. 
So they they did that, and I think I you know they think they they pulled it out pretty well. I uh, think. I mean, though, I don't. They think just was- didn't stick the landing, right? You know, right. I, I said I, I watched it. I thought it was enjoyable. I didn't. I liked you know um, F- Martin Freeman. I like his character. I was kind of hoping more. I was a little surprised that he was married to what's her face. Right. You know, Julia Louis Dreyfus's character, the Countess. Yeah. So it, I'm wondering how that that is going to play out. You know, at all. Um, it's just. I just, I, like I said, I walked out. I kind of walked out. I kind of pushed Ed, and I was like, all right. I mean, I saw it. You know? <laughs> because it wasn't the strongest of the movies. I don't think it was the weakest of the movies. No. But it wasn't definitely not, not like in the top 10. Right. You know, like type of thing. You know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that in, in that kind of category. Because it was, like I said, but it was like, for what they did, it wasn't, wasn't bad. I mean, like, I wish, the, the thing, the only thing that bothered me was the bumper at the end. You know, I don't. I don't know if we're going to spoil that or not, you know. Which one? The one where he she goes to the beach and she meets his... Oh, okay. I'll spoil it. Right. She meets basically her nephew. Right. Which is, um, you know, which was the baby that... Like, at first, I forgot, like, Chadwick was dating the, the what do you call it, the daughter of the other tribe. Yeah. And so when I saw her pop up, I'm like, who is she again? Because I haven't seen a lot of these characters in so long. I was like... Why is she there? Who is that? Why is she in Haiti? Like they never really explain what happened to her. Yeah, you know, like like after Black Panther, you're like, all right, I think she popped up in Endgame. I think maybe, but um, like when she showed up, I'm like, wait, who's that? Why is she in Haiti? I don't. Oh, okay. And then at the very end, you're like, surprise! I've been here because I have Chadwick's baby. Right. I this is a no. This is Black Panther Junior. Black Cub. You know. I was like, I'm like, all right, it's big spoiler. However, I gotta be honest, the kid looked a lot like him. I don't know. I, part of me wanted to Google, like not Google, but go through IMDb to go, was it, does, does, did Chaswick have any children? Yeah. You know, in his life? I don't know, because I didn't, you know, it kind of, he kind of popped out of nowhere and then was quickly gone. So I never really knew if he was married or whatnot. Right. But the kid looked a lot like him. I was like, it's oh, good family resemblance. You know? Well, to me, it was the fact is, is that because they called him T'Challa, T'Challa, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm like, I'm right away. I'm like, oh, that's the girl. That's the guy that's going to probably hook up with uh, um, Storm from the X. Oh, you know what? Shit, you're right. Because that, you know, that can that storyline might still need to happen, right? So it isn't. Well, yeah, but uh, Aurora is from uh, like an African country, I think. All right, you're looking up the actor. Yeah, I'm looking up Chadwick Bowman to see if he has a. So, oh, wow! See, I was going to go the other way. I was going <laughs> to go to the movie and then go. Okay, is the kid? What's the kid's last name? Because if it's Bozeman, <laughs> like, guess what? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Wakanda. Wakanda, Wakanda, Wakanda forever. I don't know who that is. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, we never put nothing. F- it's on hold. Everything's on hold now. Uh, 
I wonder if they were going to put. Well, he got he got married, I think, right before he passed away. Okay, as, as I'm reading here, and I am well, on, uh, Wikipedia. Child. He's a school kid. But it doesn't say anything about any children. Right. So young Namer, la la, Wakandan kid. No, <laughs> Wakanda kid. Wakanda <laughs> Sounds like kid. A, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Wakanda kid coming to the ring. Oh yeah. <laughs> The Wakanda kid is coming to town. <laughs> Gonna crush everybody. <laughs> I don't see this kid anywhere. Right? They might they might be like, you know, keeping it close to the vest just so they want to spoil that ending. You know how they do that? Yeah. All right. Well, well it's been out now for well on Disney Plus now for five days. Oh, five whole days, Ed. Five whole days. Yeah, I watched it. Um, today is Sunday. I think I watched it like Thursday or Friday. Okay. Yeah, or maybe it's, yeah, the it first. Was on Friday. So it was on Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I must have watched it on Friday. Okay. Just we came home and it was like, all right, la 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 la. Um, that's. I be honest. That's kind of been my week. I didn't do any real shopping. I've, you know, this week is. I'm, I got a pack week, Dad. I got a game coming out. I got a, I got what do you call it? A, a card to get inspected. <sighs> Hate it. Life. Life. It just horrible. So Ed, tell the world what's coming out, and let's get let's play. What game is Sean getting this week? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, we'll start with the movies though first. Uh-huh. Uh, Black Panther: Wakanda Forever is dropping this Tuesday. So uh, there now, you go. I, here's the thing. Let's go back to that. I don't know if I'm going to buy it. Okay. Like a part of me wants to get the steel book, but there's two different steel books. Ah. There is one on the Wakanda side, and it's her ah. and everybody and from Wakanda, and then it's Namer has got his own cover. Oh, and it's like him and his people. And a part of me is like, I, you know, it, 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 stylistically it looks cool, but I don't want to buy it because he's a fucking pussy. Like I just kind of like looking and going like that's hashtag not my Namer, not my Submariner. <laughs> You know, that's the way I look at it. All they right. call him Cuckoo Clark Kent. <laughs> Cuckoo Clark Kent? No. All right, what else? Uh, Mickey and Minnie, 10 Classic Shorts, Volume 1. Oh. I, was, I was watching most of that. It's cute. It's uh, basically the shorts, but in between they have, looks like they're looking through a scrapbook uh, and showing okay. the pictures of them. Like, it's, the it's, called, it's called filler. Right. We need some way to lock all these in together. Like, oh, Minnie, remember the time we did this? Look at the photo, and then and again, that was great. Again, you mentioned most of the most of the hot items when we were looking up those prices. Legend of the Superheroes is coming out on Blu-ray, and okay, all right, uh, 4K releases. Oh boy, can't wait. (laughs) We have three colors getting a 4K release. Three colors? Yeah, I have no idea. What's movies? I've never heard of that one. Okay, all right. Uh, Three colors. Let's see here. It's yellow, blue, and red. <laughs> or is it red, yellow, and green? True colors. It's trying to find a synops- synopsis. He's scrolling, scrolling. It's a movie, folks. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, excuse me. It's <laughs> what you doing, Ed? Uh, it does, yeah. It's not giving me any. All right, any don't worry about it. About don't it. worry so about we're it. We're gonna move on then for the 4K. What here. else is coming out in 4K? Uh, we have 
Uh, Baba Hootat is getting here for Get out of here, really? I was just, I, that was just blind luck. Yeah. I've seen Baba Hootat. Again, great movie. It's got the great Bruce Campbell in it. Mm-hmm. Playing Elvis. Uh, Return of the Swamp Thing is getting a 4K release. I saw that too. With what's her face? Uh, I uh, Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear. Yeah. Does that deserve? No. I don't. I think the first one should get it. The Swamp Thing for the first. I week. mean, the first one maybe because the first one was actually pretty good. The second one though, oof, oof, looks like something Sipon would have started. <laughs> <laughs> and then Encanto is getting a 4K release, which I thought already was. I thought so too. Yeah. Maybe there's a maybe it's a special edition, right? You know, like oh, it's finally coming Encanto, right? And then uh, the Chicago, uh, the movie Chicago with uh, uh, the musical, yes, okay, is getting Catherine Zeta Jones, yes, is getting released as Blu-ray, but with a steel book. So mm. there you go. And then this is an added little thing since it's the 100th anniversary of Disney. There's some Walmart exclusives that you get a the movie and a collectible pin with it. Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, The Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid, the Mini, Mickey and Minnie, the Ten uh-huh. Shorts, Moana, and Toy Story. Okay, so so if you don't have any of those movies, folks, now it's time to add it to your collection. You get a collectible pin yeah, while you're yeah. at it. Yeah. All right. All right. And now let's move on to video games. Okay. Uh, we have Ending Extinction is Forever, developed by. Hero Beat Studios and published by Handy Games for the iOS and Android, and that's coming out Tuesday. So it's a it's a TV game. It's a it's a phone game. Yeah, right. Why would you you never use those? <laughs> because that's the only other one besides the one that you're going to get probably this week. Hogwarts Legacy, developed by Avalanche and published by Warner Brothers Interactive, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, PC, and that's coming out Friday. The tenth of February, but you're getting a three days. I'm early. getting it three days early because I was smart enough and I pre-ordered the deluxe edition for an extra twenty bucks. I get some extra digital tchotchkes and three days advance. So Tuesday, I already told the wife, I'm "Like, look, we're gonna get up early. What time you gotta be at work? I'm gonna drive you to work. Keep it the car. Keep it the car. I'm gonna drop you off work. I'm gonna go down to my job. I'm gonna sit in the parking lot because I'll be like forty minutes." Give myself something to eat. It's a little breakfast, right? Yeah. A little breakfast. Some a little egg. some eggs. Get, get some egg McMuffins. OJ. Just sit there in the car. Sippy, sippy. Eaty, eaty. Go oh, 11 o'clock. Spilly, spilly. Spilly, spilly. Clearly. And then I'll go in. Pick up my copy of Hogwarts Legacy. The deluxe edition. Go home. Plug it in. Just sit there patiently waiting and going, all right. My house. Two hours later. My house and my wand should be shipped over. Let me start the game and Havana Kedavra! Bippity boppity bam! Bitches, what's up? Slytherin in the his house. Oh, you must be new here because you're le- you got my pants going, Leviosa! <laughs> <laughs> it's not Levioso, it's Levisoasa! Oh, hello there. <laughs> Meet my Nimbus 3000. <laughs> Better not snitch on me. Wink, wink. <laughs> Why don't you come up to my room of whatever with everything your darkest desires? Uh. That's right. Fifty Shades of Hogwarts. 
Please stop. <laughs> We're going to play human checkers. You get to top of me and you can king me. Uh, that's right. Here's my wine. It's 12 inches of hardwood. Uh, that's right. <laughs> it's got a dragon core because I'm dragging these nuts across your face. Good, the, good thing the wife, you got to pick her up. Because I imagine you in the, you play the game and she walks in and is like, why are your pants down? <laughs> Baby, I know. It's, it's not what you think. I'm practicing. Proud making my wine motions. <laughs> I got to light this candle. Flick, flick. <laughs> <laughs> Because the controls vibrate, baby. That's why. Uh, that's right. Levy That's right. Say it slower. <laughs> I'll give you the cur the, the a crucio. That's the stiffness curse or whatever. Make it nice and stiff. Bibbidi bobbidi boo, baby. Abracadabra. <laughs> Watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? <laughs> uh, out of the Kazamo. <laughs> Pismo Beach and all the pearls, and all the clams we can eat. <laughs> Whew, yeah, I can't wait, Ed. So hopefully next week you'll have uh, I'll have a look. Ed, I started. I'm a fifth year student. Had I got I got all this ho- homework I got to catch up on. Oh, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. Next thing you know, I'm gonna fight a dragon. Oh, Ed, it's horrible. <laughs> I don't know. I got potions. <laughs> I didn't have it, to go through math class again. It's the 1800s, so you know it's women don't have the right to vote. <laughs> like, I don't know. All right. Uh, so is that? I guess that's is that it? That is it. Wow, that's the big one, huh? That's the only one, really. It's got the a, only one, yeah. It's got to throw a, f- a phone app in and just kind of balance it out. <laughs> give a little bit. Give a little, a little zhuzh it up a little. <laughs> All right. So, Ed, I got some news. All right. All right. So, uh, 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 let's see. Okay. So, Ed, there was a lot. There was a lot of James Gunn was in the news this week. Okay. All right. Um, let's see if I can go. Uh, uh, uh. First of all, let's go with Dave Batista. All right? all right, this is the one you sent me that you sent me nothing but a dead. You didn't even send me a link, and you're like, "This one, this comes from Variety." Dave Batista spoke to James Gunn about playing Bane in the new DC universe, and it's not going hap- not going to happen. There's a quote: "You need younger actors." <laughs> uh, Dave Batista's pursuit to play Bane is over. The actor revealed in April 2021 at Justice Con that he met with Warner Brothers to demand that he play the Batman villain in an upcoming movie. Batista said at the time, "I'm not kidding." They were a little like, whoa, we're not even casting Bane. And I was like, I don't care. I'm playing him. <laughs> now that Batista's Guardian of the Galaxy character, director James Gunn is in charge at DC Studios, along with Peter Safran, some fans have thought the actor's goals of playing Bane might get fulfilled. Won't be the case, Batista confirmed in the new interview with Insider. He says, quote, I've, I've, I've had conversations with James about that, 
But I think the direction he's leaning completely rebooting the whole universe. He's starting from scratch and starting younger and fresher. And I think you need to do that. I think for the DC universe to be revived, you need to start from scratch. And I think you need to start with younger actors. You need to start to plan for the next 15 years. I just don't think I can do that with that. You can do that with me. And I understand that. <laughs> Batista, he did add, I have to say that I appreciate that because I don't want to play a character that I can't bring justice to it. I don't think at this point in my career that I can bring justice to Bane anymore. I just don't know if I can handle the physical part. And I don't think I would have the longevity to play uh, plan ahead for films. So I don't know if I'd be that guy. Uh, Bane was last brought on the big screen by Tom Hardy in The Dark Knight Rises. Whether or not the villain would be included in Guns and Saffron's overall DC universe has remains to be seen. Uh, Gunn has already confirmed that he's writing a new Superman movie centering around a young iteration of the character, meaning Harry, Henry Cavill is out of the role. Uh, the new DC universe also does not include Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman or Dwayne, the jo- Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam character. Uh, let's see. Now, that is part one. That was uh, that was shared on... Uh, that was this week. Ed, you give it to me. It was... Where are you? Uh, January 30th. So oh, that's that was, was Monday. I see. Monday, yep. Yeah. All right, so remove that article. Da, 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 remove that article. Um, we'll get back to that. Mill Creek. Now, it was, it was funny that sometimes art imitates life, Ed. Because mm-hmm. remember last week we were talking about Disney and how it was moving over and, and, and how some of the titles were going to be going away or shifting to another distributor? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Mm. Uh, I, I actually no, <laughs> no, I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, according to this article from the Digital Bits, by the way, uh-huh. Mill Creek signs multi-year catalog home entertainment distribution deal with Disney, and we have exclusive details. Uh, heads up, Bits readers! No sooner had I posted the earlier news update here at the site, more significant news broke today. Milk Creek Entertainment, a division of Alliance Entertainment, has just officially announced that they've inked a multi-year home entertainment distribution deal with the Walt Disney Company. Uh, Per the company's press release today, which would have been uh, Monday, January 30th, this entitles Milk Creek to distribute quote, hundreds of select physical Blu-ray and DVD live-action film and television properties from the ABC Signature 20th Television, Hollywood Pictures, Touchstone Pictures, and 20th Century Studio Content Libraries. Wow. That, that is, that, that's a lot there. That's, that's a, a lot. Catalog. So uh, the ABC uh, signature, oh, maybe there's hope for Moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, now then, uh, the person that confirmed some key points about the news with Disney sources, and it's important for film and disc fans to keep them in mind when considering the, arra- the arrangement going forward. Uh, read on here. <laughs> First, this deal does not include 4K Ultra HD titles. Okay? Right. So standard Blu-ray, uh, probably DVD deals. Uh, this deal also does not include new content, new transfers, or new remasters. <laughs> titles that were previously released on DVD will be reissued on DVD, and titles previously issued on Blu-ray will be re-released on Blu-ray. There will be no format upgrades. Okay. All right. The total number of titles is expected to be in the one to two hundred range. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, these live action deep cat. These are live action deep catalog titles only. 
Think Mystery Alaska, In the Army Now, Transporter 2, House of Guests, etc. Well, the thing, the thing is, like, to me, the, the way I understood it was the fact is, is that, like, there's, there's a market, and then there's the, 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 the market is it goes out of print, and they don't make anymore. Sure, and right. And you're going, all right, and then, you know, the, the aftermarket people will jack a price up of a movie. Right. Because it's like, you can't get anywhere. Like, you right. Know, or it's very limited release, you know, type of thing where you are now scrambling to try and find, like, I don't want to pay... Twenty nine ninety five for a DVD, a copy of Transporter Two, right? You know, and then it's just like you know, and you're going and you're you you humble around, and you know, like some people like like they don't want to buy used because they don't like to have because you don't know what you're going to get. I'm not paying fifty dollars for a DVD copy of Drop Dead Fred, right? <laughs> <laughs> it might have a scratch on it, you know, right. without seeing it, you know, sight unseen. So you kind of you're kind of taking a risk on that. So so this is kind of that attempt to go in. All right, you know what? We're going to release this catalog. There's going to be collectors looking out there that wants these titles on Blu-ray or DVD, and they'll buy them up. You know, and it will go quick because they won't do a massive right like, what, thousand you know copy right. run. You know, the article basically continues says essentially it means that a lot of existing Disney, Fox, ABC, Hollywood Pictures, and Touchstone Blu-rays and DVD DVD titles will be coming back into print with Will with Mill Creek handling the distribution. Uh, this is also not to say that new transfers, remasters, and 4K titles aren't possible. We already know that some are coming from Disney this year, as mentioned here in the bits previously. Avatar, The Abyss, True Lies, Cinderella, etc. That's just uh, just that they're not part of this deal with Mill Creek. Right. So I found that fascinating because it was like, oh, we were just talking and we kind of glanced over that th- this week on the show. And, and now all of a sudden, holy mackerel, there's an actual article. Right, and like I said, it's 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 good in a way because, like I said, it's it helps the people out that want to buy these movies, you know, and are, you know are fans of it and just didn't buy it and thought like they because they were always like everybody's thinking there's going to be like the 4K release, you know, kind of thing, and then you go and like we do it every week. We go, why is this movie a right. 4K release right, movie? You know, any type of thing. So you're going, well, if there's if Return of the Swamp think it's a 4K release, then you know, uh, you know, uh, I can't think of a, think, think, think of another ter- terrible title that you know, like look, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's like, oh, look, that's getting, yeah, I was thinking, uh, used cars, but I like used cars. Used yeah. cars got a 4K. I'm like, all right, well, what's what's I'm finding more frustrating is I'm circling around. Since we were talking about Best Buy, we'll go loop back to that. There is a 4K collector set. Of uh, Army of Darkness, right. like for the 30th anniversary or something like that. It's a yeah. steel book. The steel book's really, really nice. And inside, it's, it's distributed by Scream Entertainment. So it's four discs. Um, and it's the director's cut, the theatrical cut, the international cut, and there's like another uh, director's cut or a nice like DVD cut. Mm. And each disc has got like some extra special features. It's like 30 bucks. And a part of me like, is like really interested in it. I already own it on Blu ray. Right. You know, I think I have the DVD copy. I just have the one version of the movie. I don't have the multiple versions. Right. I don't think I do. I have to check a look when I get home. And this kind of like perks my interest a little bit. But two things. Number one, it doesn't come with any digital copies. And I, I know it shouldn't matter to me. Right. But now all of a sudden it is. Uh, not to be snobby about it. But I don't kind of, I already think I have it digitally. <laughs> so it's not even like I'm, I'm, if all the movies were like, how can I put it? If they had a bundle, 
and it came in as a digital bundle too right. that it came with a code and I could have it both digitally and physically I'd be maybe more interested in buying it but a lot of these second markets like Scream uh, Mill Creek I don't will they have a digital copy I know the Scream the Shout Factory ones whenever they do uh, the Arrow ones that right. we talked Criterion doesn't have digital copies in right. them so a part of me is always like so it's like <sighs> Do I buy it? Don't I buy it? Do I want to get it? Don't I want to get it? Well, it's the same. Like, like the 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 and the digital market too. Like, if you if you want to buy these secondhand movies, they're not like Kino Larber. There is none. Like all those all those distribution companies don't do it because they don't have any right uh, rights to them. Right. So, like you know, you have to buy them directly from that movie company, basically. Right. Essentially, you know, so you have to go through a Voodoo or a, or, or a Movies Anywhere type or of, Apple TV, Apple TV, or or even uh, you know uh, um, Amazon, you know, through their digital right. like type of thing. Because, Everyone's got their own, right? Because it's the same. They they it's easier to buy off of them than right. it is to go and get the like Mill Creek to get their individual right. rights for each one of those movies. So they're like. Yeah, we're going to give you a TV on disc, but you're not going to get it digitally. You have to either buy it. And like I said, some movies you can't. There right. Is, there are some movies that I've noticed that there is no digital copy for. Right. And you're going, why? Like, yeah. And, and like, well, some of them I've, I've, I've investigated and found out why. <laughs> and snooping around. Because it's just like, you know, like, like there's one movie I enjoy that I can't get digitally. And I I kind of wanted it. And it's, it's Three mm-hmm. Amigos. Oh, Three Amigos. <laughs> You you can't why buy it. why because MTV produced it and MTV did not uh, have a set up a fi- like a, basically an idea of setting up a digital account for di- like but that's weird because I tell you right now if you go to Voodoo you can buy Joe's apartment which is a MTV movie well they that's it's say it's based on the movies itself like like who was the secondary uh, of right, it and all right. that kind of thing. So like like apparently MTV was the primary for Three Amigos, which I'm like I had no idea because I'm like and I don't even remember the MTV logo being right. on the movie. You know? I want my MTV. So, but it was like like it was a it was a it was a bad deal all around. Basically, right. it was like it, like so the only way you can get it is by buying it physically. Right now I see it on I see it on like it's. I have it like a part of my list, yeah. so like I always think that one day, one day I'll say it. like like the the theat the director's cut of um oh shit, True Romance uh-huh. was not available for right. the longest time, right. and then one day I was passing by, I'm like, oh my god, right, and it was like five bucks or eight bucks or whatever uh-huh. it was, and I bought it because right. it was just like I'm like you'll never see that right. again. That's like, that's like I'm trying to wait for um. Uh, what do you call it? The girl next door. Yeah. The un- the unrated version. Uh, Donnie Darko. There is the um a director's cut of Donnie Darko that I have highlighted. Like I, it's part of my wish list. Like if I ever ever see the opportunity, the only time I was really close to getting uh the girl next door, it was in a bundle, and I didn't like the other movies. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm not spending that much money for one movie that I really want, and the other ones like meh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. So. Right. Hey, um, Ed, guess what? What? E3's coming. Oh, yeah. That's you know, right. <laughs> well, E3, for those people, it's uh, uh, Electric Entertainment uh, something Expo. It's basically the video game expo. It's uh, the Comic-Con for video games. Yeah. Uh, that's where the, all the heavy hitters come out. Now, for the last couple of years, because of the pandemic, nothing's been going on, right? 
Yeah. Most most people decided to do like a digital presentation. Uh, PlayStation sometimes does it. They have like an Xbox, uh, Nintendo have their own like little right. like little things. But it's E3. Everyone's excited for it, right, Ed? Mm-hmm. Guess what? It's not happening. Oh no, it's happening. Oh. However, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo are all skipping it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, the big three. The big three. Uh, this was supposed to be the year after industry setbacks and global pandemic that E3, once the brightest center of the video game universe, came back questionable, oh, quote, quote, quotation marks, recognizably epic as a live show for the first time since 2019. Reports today indicate, however, that it will be doing so without any of the console industry's power players. Wow. Close that ahead. Um, the story on IGN uh, that, that that evening said all three gaming's first-party console manufacturers appear poised to skip E3's big return, meaning that for the first time in the live show's history, not a single one of them will be at an event that was traditionally their highlight of the whole damn year. Like at E3, you'd be like, oh my god, and here's Sony's presentation. You'd be like, bam, boom, pow, kazam. Oh my god, Xbox is playing. Oh my god, they're doing that game? Holy shit, that's an exclusive? Now for some gameplay for a game you didn't know we were fucking making. Now now you really want it. Here's Nintendo. Look, it's a Kirby game you didn't know you wanted. Woohoo! Mario is making a new Mario movie. Here's a trailer for the movie, and guess what? We have a game to coincide with the movie. Oh my god, it's like Mario rubbed my ass against his board. You know, what's me, Mario? You know? Well, here's the thing. And, and like, Nintendo skipped it years ago. They just come out with their own, like, little digital presentation that they do. Uh, well, Ed, uh, the article goes on. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, no, because it highlights, underline, Nintendo stopped holding big E3 press conferences 10 years ago, yeah. Ed. So yeah. back in 2012, Nintendo went, we don't need you bitches. Right. We out. We're Nintendo. We got our own shit. Peace out, bros. Good luck with all that. <laughs> we, you can have your console wars. We're just going to be over here having a good old time. Uh. And then, <laughs> did Sony drop out a few years ago? Like basically, they they were like, yeah, we're not we're not doing this either. Well, uh, well, okay. Um, according to this, the the company has uh, Nintendo. While they stopped, they do have the company has a showroom floor presence at the last live show in 2019. Yeah. It's not as big as it once was. Microsoft and Bethesda recently pivoted to holding their own showcases alongside the E3 festivities. Sony has also began passing on E3 stuff a few years back. Um, my, while Microsoft won't be at any official E3 events, boss Phil Spencer says that, as they've done the last few years, Xbox will in 2023 be doing stuff alongside E3. So then he press and industry folks in town for the show, they'll be around for theirs as well. It's not known when Nintendo and Sony will be doing uh, for E3 instead. If anything, though, Jeff Knightley's rival Summer Games Fest will be taking place at roughly the same time. Uh, it's important to note that this isn't the same E3 as in the olden days. Event specialist Reed Pop took over planning the show last year and said, For years, we've listened, heard, and studied the global gaming community's feedback. E3 2023 will be recognizably epic, a return to form that honors what always worked what re- while reshaping what didn't and setting setting a new benchmark for video game expos in 2023 and beyond. How are they going to be recognizably epic, epic Ed? You might think, have not the three big show up. 
That's the thing we actually go on to say. As we spent much time in 22 refining how E3 2023 was shaped, reflecting on the feedback we solicited, we did not send a single contract to an exhibitor until the start of this month. We have received tremendous amount of interest and verbal commitments from many of the biggest companies in the industry. And when we are ready to announce the exhibitors, we are confident it will be a lineup that will make the trip to Los Angeles well worth it for the industry and consumers alike. End quote. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, I don't know. I... Like, like, I'm not surprised. I'm like, like, Microsoft probably finally was like, you know, well, they're not doing it. We're not doing it. You know, like, like, that's the kind of, that's the right, kind of, like, like someone's going, oh, are we doing E3? I don't know, man. I, it's like when you go out with your friends. Yeah. When back in high school, it was like, dude, you going to the movies with us? I don't know, man. Who's going? Well, Bob's going. I don't know. Bob, I don't really like him. Steve's going. You know, we got Amy. You like Amy? Huh? I do like Amy. She's going to be there. May I? You got perk my interest. And she's bringing like three girlfriends. Oh, now I'm really thinking I'm not going. Yeah. You know, but yeah, but they're also bringing, you know, like Tim. And you're like, fuck, Tim's coming? Who called Tim? Like, there's all these people that you're talking. You're going, uh, why? I don't. And then you show up and there's somebody you don't know. You're like, who the fuck's that person? Why are they in our social circle? Yeah. Right? So it's kind of like that. So like you got Nintendo going, I don't know. Is Sony going? I don't know. I haven't heard anything yet. I don't know. Microsoft? Microsoft's always there. I don't fucking think I want to go, man. Just, I don't want to go. They'll just keep talking about their windows and their downloads and the, old, the, game, the game pass. So tired of them. So fucking bougie. Uh, you know what? I think we're just going to do everything this year. <laughs> That's the same. Because like, like the last few years, Sony hasn't done it. And then I know te- like Nintendo hasn't done it for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You're going, so you're going, Microsoft's going, fuck it. Like, like it's not about right. us. You know? right. It's, right. It's like, you know, you figure the first couple times, they're like, oh, man, we're going to run shit up in here. It is E3. You might as just call it Xbox Day. Because <laughs> so, where's Sony? Nowhere. Where's Nintendo? Nowhere. It's E3 and Xbox all day long. All weekend, we got shit planned. Then they, a few years later, they're like, no one's really showing up for us, man. In fact... A lot of people are leaving because of us. Fuck, we're not going to go this year. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 tough. It really is. Because you're going, you're going. Unless the, I mean, the only way I would see them showing up is like money. Well, that money, 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 money talks. Bullshit walks. Ed. if E three went, you know what? This year we need a little bit of helps. So how about we give you a little something, something? We, you know, you, you guys can be a sponsor. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I don't, yeah. think, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think Microsoft in their right minds will sponsor. Right. And everyone's like, fuck you. You don't. You need us more than we need you now right. at this point. Right. Oh, come on. Come on. Remember all the fun we had? Come on. Just help us I think out. E, I think E3 is going to be like a secondary uh, market now. Like, I don't think it's going to be the premier like Comic-Con. Right. Or, it's not going to be like, or, oh, like, oh, my God, we got famous people here at E3. We got like, oh, look, all the developers and, and all the guys behind the scenes and while like applaud them yay it's the team of last of us that's awesome you know who's not there pedro right <laughs> you know who's not there nick you know, all, all the people who did the voice work yeah. like not yeah so yeah you could put Look, any it's the, it's the, any bunch of nerds what out did there. you do on god of war well i painted that background that's awesome dude you want my autograph no <laughs> 
Did, did, did you voice a character? No, but I do have a still of the, the tree that I drew. No! That's the same, like... Can you draw a dog peeing on it? Because that's what it's worth. <laughs> but that's the thing that makes it sad, is the fact is, like, you could get anybody that, you know, with glasses... I could on. walk in that room and go, yeah, you know what I did? See that background? I did it. <laughs> like, you did? That's right. See those greens? I saw it in my mind's eye. So it was all there. That's exactly it. <coughs> hey, so you're, nobody, nobody. So you're Tommy Chong? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I. You don't look Asian. I. How racist of you? <laughs> what do you mean? I, you feel like the guy? Oh. <laughs> like, I'm like, how dare you? Why? Because my name's Chong. I have to have something. You racist people. Give me that drawing. You're not getting signed. Now get out of my face, security. This guy's getting drunk out because you're lying. Happy birthday, you son of a bitch! That's, how dare you? How dare you? Uh, I'm Tommy Chung. Oh, you don't look Asian. Oh, why do I gotta be Asian? You racist bastard. Get him out of here. I, I can't have the last name by marriage. Right. Maybe I took my wife's name. I were progressive. Maybe I took my husband's name. Do you ever think of that? Maybe I'm married to a hulking Asian man who where you who holds me like the little spoon that I am. And I all I do is I paint trees and mountains. And you've got the gall to stand there and doubt my last name and my abilities. Security, get him the fuck out of here. I can't wait to talk to my husband. I'm gonna call him right now. <laughs> just side and foot, just side and foot. Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong. Can I see some ID? You don't need to see that. Tommy Chong, Tommy Chong. Well, I'm I'm the actual Tommy Chong. Oh, oh, you are Asian. Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. You run out. <laughs> Security. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're sitting back. <laughs> <laughs> He's out and gone. <laughs> you see, I jump out. You see my my, my feet just hover in the air before I take off, <laughs> and then my shoes follow. <laughs> Run past the guy. Guess what, dude? Jokes on you. I'm not Tommy Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> the most excitement that happened to E3 in 10 years <laughs> oh, and just let so you know E3 organizers, organizers do respond to the absence of PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Okay, so you're like okay well now that you know the three of them aren't going to be there what do you got to say about that they're like fuck those guys we don't need them <laughs> So anyway, so the other day, IGN reported that the three, the big three, are skipping this year's E3 event. Uh, the Entertainment Software Association has now addressed in that report in a message to members that was obtained by IGN. Oh shit! While the message does not confirm that the three companies will not be attending, it does offer support for Read Pop, the company the ESA has partnered with on this year's show. It, E3 2023 will be the first in-person E3 event since 2019, and the ESA's message cites the difficulties with, with reviving the show after so much time off. This is a quote. E3 has a rich history within our industry, 
and with our and we are always always heartened to feel the passion for the show and hear what it means to different people. Reviving a trade show after a three-year hiatus and a global pandemic has was always going to have its challenges, which is why we conducted an extensive search in consultation with ESA members' companies to identify the best partner to produce E3. In selecting ReadPop as our partner, we have been able to tap into the rich history of hosting popular industry events like PAX, a broader consumer shows like Comic-Con, the statement reads. According to IGM, Nintendo and Microsoft both opted out of the event for different reasons. In the case of Nintendo, it was apparently because the company has a lighter release schedule planned for the second half of the year. Microsoft case, the company is apparently skipping E3 because it will be holding its own physical showcase the week before E3. The outlet did not provide any rationale for PlayStation's absence, but the company opted out of E3 in 2019 and has already announced the decision to skip E3 2020 before the event was even canceled. So Sony's like, yeah, yeah, we're not showing up this year or next year. Big surprise, we're not showing up this time. Right. Yeah, like, we, you guys should have seen this one. Microsoft's like, no, dude, we're not going to show up. You know why? We're doing our show before them. Fuck them. Right. And Nintendo's like, we ain't got shit coming out at the end of the year. Who fucking cares? <laughs> like, and that's surprising. It's like, so you're saying you have a light release schedule the end of this year, which is a holiday season. You'd think you'd be a little lighter the beginning of the year. Right. And then come hard, like hit it hard for the end of the year. Like, dude, not only do we got a Mario game, we got a Luigi game, we got Super Smash Brothers 2 coming out, we got this game coming out, we got this game that you didn't know you want. Look, it's another Kirby game. Look, it's Splatoon 3 and a half. Like, here's an expansion pass to the, <clears throat> the we call it the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild Tears of the Kingdom. Well, I think, and I think, <laughs> comes that, out May. I think Nintendo, and, and, I'm, and this is only from, from what, from what I've seen in other places, I think Nintendo is banking on nostalgia because they're building parks, basically. In a, a right, we got no time taking video games. We're too busy making coming Disney. Right, basically <laughs> the Universal. They have one now in Florida that that's right. opening. I think there's one in California. They did one in Japan, which right. blew the blew the right. roof. I mean, if you've seen this, everyone wants. I've right. seen videos like you have your own little watch, and you can actually be inter- it's interactive. There's like boss fights. You know, right. like I'm like. I kind of want to go there. Right. Like, you know, I want to jump under a brick and get some coins. Like, right. you know, use those coins to buy tchotchkes. Like, right. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like, it's those kind of things that um, I think they're like, people are going to be so nostalgic that they're going to go home and want to play like Super Mario right, World. Right, right. Oh, okay, original. so they're like, hey, we're going to make you, we're going to make you live your childhood so you go back and replay right, it. Right. Yeah. Mm. So that way, you know, that's, that's my thinking. Like, cause it's like, yeah, if they're not really putting out games and you're going, why? Like, what's what's right. the reasoning behind this? But you know, I mean, they have their reasons, I guess, or they don't have anything, or they'd be like, "Surprise, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna really belt it out," or or maybe they're coming out with a new system. I would have known about that. <laughs> I, I I mean, not for nothing, Ed. I I do work in the industry right. a little bit, but I have not heard even. It, usually, we get kind of buzzes, but we haven't heard anything. Um, I don't. If they did. They don't really. They wouldn't do it around holiday season. They probably go like, "Hey, here's our." Let me put it this way: This past year's holiday bundle for the Switch was the original, was the standard Switch model and Mario Kart Eight, which is the same bundle they did the year before, the year before right. that one. But I'm saying, like, I mean, maybe, are, maybe if, 20... if they ain't nothing, but they are predictable, right? <laughs> 
But like 2024, they might be coming out with a new system, like right. if after the holiday season and. Maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure. it's like, oh, you're here first. First, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You know anything about the business at all? So like, uh, I don't know. But you go, you go. There has to be something that they're you know because it's like, why would you bury? Because like they're the only ones that count without Nintendo games. Like they're the they're the like yeah. It's not like that. Like like somebody else is producing Mario games. And right. No, they have no right. Clue. They're like, I'm, well, they got the movie coming out, so they'll be promoting that. You know, um, I like said know. they have the parks that they're they're right. they're working on. I mean, they're not open, you know, here in the U.S. just yet, but they're like soft opening. Yeah, so you go to E3. Hey, everybody, come to our park. Right. <laughs> You're like, I'm here to talk about video games. No, no, come to the park. It's a live video game. You are the player. Well, uh, yes, I farted. Yeah. Uh, if you listen close, you can hear it going off in the background. Little fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Little party favors going off. Woo-wee! <laughs> I just hope they don't <laughs> smell. <It's> a... <laughs> nah, I think they're clear. Okay. I think uh, this room has been... I've exercised the demons. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Anyway, all right. So I did say earlier that James Gunn has been in the news a lot this week. Um Basically, he kind of did like a little live presentation of like, hey, guys, it's me, James Gunn. We're going to talk about all the shit we're going to do for DC now. And some people were happy. Some people were not happy. But everything was kind of addressed. (laughs) Um, So first off, um, this is from Variety. James Gunn calls The Flash one of the greatest superhero movies ever. Ezra Miller's DC future is going to be decided after their recovery. Uh, it's been a tumultuous year that's involved a series of arrests and public meltdowns. The Flash star Ezra Miller appeared to be the case of one and done in DC Universe, but a newly installed DC co-head, co-head Peter Safran said the door is open for further collaborations with Miller after The Flash standalone opens in June 16th. Uh, Ezra is completely committed to their recovery, he said, and we are fully supportive of that journey that they're on right now. When the time is right, when they feel like they're ready to have a dis- to have the discussion, we'll all figure out what the best path forward is. Right now, they're completely focused on their recovery, and in our conversations with them over the last couple of months, it feels like they're making enormous progress. <clears throat> the comments which were made during a presentation held this past Monday on the Warner Brothers lot for select journalists re- referenced Miller's self-described mental health struggles. This past summer, he began treatment for a previously undiagnosed mental health condition and has stayed out of trouble since. Uh, Miller identifies as non-binary and uses they-them pronouns, just so when I'm talking, you can know why I'm saying they and them. Saffron and DC co-head James Gunn laid out their vision for phase one of, of the DC recess, which will kick off with a Superman movie in 2025. Neither an actor nor director has been chosen yet for that project. Uh, when Gunn and Saffron took the DC reigns back in October, there was a great deal of speculation that four of the upcoming movies greenlit by the previous DC Warner regime, Shazam, Flash, Blue Beetle, and Aquaman sequel were viewed as lame ducks. But Gunn quickly dispelled that notion by characterizing The Flash as the most laudatory term possible. Uh, I will say that The Flash is probably one of the greatest superhero movies ever made, he said. <clears throat> the said Shazam sets up the Andy Muschietti-directed The Flash... Uh, which resets everything, according to Gunn. 
He declined to spell out exactly how the Miller-led standalone resets everything because the movie is plot-driven and will contain spoilers. Uh, the Flash then segues into Blue Beetle, which flows into Aquaman 2, which will then lead into a new Superman film without Henry Cavill, the actor who most recently died on the cape and cow for the screen, the cape for the big screen. Uh, Gunn said that much of the past DC chaos stemmed from a loose policy towards intellectual policy. Here's what he said, and this is why I love James Gunn. The history of DC is pretty fucked up. They were just giving away IP like they were party favorites to any creator. What we're doing and what we're going to do is we're going to promise that everything from our first project forward is going to be unified. We will say that what but we will say that we've gotten very lucky inheriting these next four projects. Uh, Saffron and Gunn's enthusiasm for The Flash in particular bodes well for Miller, whose erratic behavior during the COVID pandemic began to alarm studio executive and fans. Added Saffron, these four movies are terrific. There's no reason why any of the characters and the actors playing those characters are not part of the DCU. There's nothing that prohibits that from happening. All right? All right. That's, uh, let's start off with that one, right? Okay. Okay, let me see if I can get rid of that article <laughs> so I can move on to the next one. <clears throat> okay, so again from Variety, I like Variety. Variety is my favorite place to go. <laughs> the Batman Part Two sets 2025 release date as part of the newly branded DC Elseworlds projects. All right, all right. Uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman Returns uh, return is set as Warner Brothers has announced. Matt Reeves' The Batman Part Two will open in theaters on October third, twenty twenty five. Additional information, including the plot synopsis, remains under wraps for now. James Gunn and Peter Safran confirmed that Batman Part 2 released date during a press event one mar- back on J- January 30th. Uh, the, they're developing a new DC Universe, which includes the 2025 release of it's called Superman Legacy. Reeves' Batman Part 2 will remain a standalone property and fall under the newly branded DC Elseworlds category. Gunn announced that any DC film or television series that is set outside of the main DC universe will get the DC Elseworlds tag, exactly how DC Comics functions. Uh-huh. All right. So, in addition to Batman Part Two, the DC Elseworld roster of upcoming projects includes Todd Phillips' Joker, Folly Edua, with Joaquin Phoenix and Lady Gaga, set for release on October 4th, 2024. The ongoing animated series Teen Titans Go, and a separate uh. and a separate Superman movie produced by J.J. Abrams and written by Tom Nasi Coates. I know I mispronounced that. Sorry. Uh, the later project was first announced in 2021 and remains in active development. Gunn and Saffron said they were eagerly awaiting draft of Coates' screenplay. Uh, Pattison and Reeves will continue to explore their iteration of Batman in the DC Elseworld sidebar. Why Gunn and Saffron will cast a new Batman in the DC universe. The duo confirmed that the DC Universe will include a Batman and Robin movie based on the Brave and the Bold comics. In addition to Batman Part 2, Reeves is also gearing up for a shooter spin-off series centered on Colin Farrell's Penguin character. Reeves said earlier this month that he was meeting with Gunn to ensure that his Batverse and the larger DC Universe would support each other and not crash together into terms of storylines. Um, obviously, if you need to know, Batman earned critical acclaim and grew $770 million worldwide at the box office last year. And it's now streaming on HBO Max. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, How you feel, Ed? 
It's a it's it's a lot. It is. It's this so, this was a big week. Um, the the thing for me though is is that I don't know how they can maintain an Elseworlds versus a current world. I guess <laughs> regular world uh, only because like there might be a storyline that they want to use and they can't. Like I don't know. Like 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 you know what I'm saying. Like like if you see a Batman movie and then you see a like like they they. Well, that's right. Let's, let me restart. All right, DC, take, take a deep breath. DC thinks <laughs> we're, they, DC thinks we're stupid. Remember, they would oh. always they would always do things in a certain way because they right. don't want to they don't want to confuse us. Right, it's right, like right. The CW when they had right, all right. their you characters. Do this. We couldn't have Batman on the Smallville show because we have a Batman movie coming out. We don't want people to be confused by right. that. that. Well, okay, that is under the old the old older regime. older, older regimes. Right. Yeah. So so as time goes on, like you know, and 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 I and as I talk to people, I realize that DC wasn't that far off, like you know, because it's just like because some people don't even know, like like you talk to people, and it's just like, oh well, what, where's Spider Man? It's like, well, that's Marvel, and well, okay. you know, and I, like, like like you can't. Okay, you you can only have like a wide berth for people and their stupidity. If if they think that Batman and Spider Man are in the same universe, they're fucking morons because they don't read comic books. They don't know anything about DC or Marvel. Right. You just kind of have to roll their eyes and go, "Okay, boomer," and then move on. Right. <laughs> you know? But the the idea though is is the fact is you um uh it's if you're going to have two different Batmans. You know what I'm saying? Like, is it going to be difficult to pull off? And I think yes. That's okay. What I, that's what I think. Allow me to counterpoint, All Ed. Right. Marvel has already broken wide the multiverse. Yeah. Okay? They have now established there are replicants, variants of people and things. Right. James Gunn knows that. Yeah. And now since... With that... Let's give Marvel the credit. They've laid the foundation for DC to be able to use the DC Elseworlds, Elseworlds moniker. Yeah. Because now they can go, well, we have multiverses too, just like them. You have Tom Holland's Spider-Man and Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. So why can't we have Robert Pattinson as Batman and then whoever this person is as Batman? You've already seen it with Spider-Man. All right. So now you'll, you might not see them together in a movie, but now you can now... but. Tobey Maguire's Batman, I mean, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, and, and Tom Holland's Spider-Man all exist now, and uh-huh. it's all valid. Right. Yeah. So now you, as a, as a person, as a viewer, you go, oh, okay, so now I know that. So now when someone says, hey, here's, for lack of a better term, Black Superman that H.J. Abrams is going to be on, uh-huh. and then you have what I'm going to assume is the white Superman in, in the, the right. DC universe, there's going to be... People going, well, why aren't they... People are going to be like, why are they different? And you go, well, it's Elseworlds. And let's face it, they're going to be smart enough that when you see... Hold on. When the movie starts and open up, they're going to have a nice little thing that says DC Elseworlds. Uh So that way people know that this movie and this movie don't coincide with each other. Uh You're going to be watching movies that could be happening in parallel universes. (laughs) <laughs> All right, now, right, now right. I'm going to explain to you why that is a that's why that's going to crash and burn. <laughs> I'm going to explain to you why the Spider-Man multiverse thing worked. Uh-huh. Okay, because when 
Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man. It was just Tobey Maguire. That's all you saw. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, Tobey Maguire was done, and then it was Andrew Garfield. Right. And he had his run, and he was done. Uh-huh. And now it's... Tom Holland. Tom Holland and his run. Uh-huh. And then you go, you could bring them all back because not, what I'm talking about now is you're going to have two different Batmans running at the same time. I understand that. So, I, I understand that. Now, the way I, the way I feel about it is yeah. you either know it or you don't know it. Right. And you, those people who know it are going to be fine with it because they know it. I can see that that clearly, Grandma, that Batman and that man are two different Batman. Just go with it. It's you know, and then just and then you're gonna have people who are gonna be like, I don't know what's going on. And you, just, those are the people you just survival of the fittest. Ed is what I'm gonna call it. Right, okay, no, I, you're gonna be like, oh my god, grandma's keep me slowing down from enjoying this movie because she keeps asking all these questions about why is this Superman black and this Superman's white. I'm just gonna kick her in the shin and just keep going. <laughs> but the thing is, is that like somebody's gonna ask, like, wasn't Robert Patterson Batman? And, and they're gonna, gonna, yeah, he still is. He still is. But why is this guy? Why is uh, we'll just say Ben Affleck, just to kind of. Right. Why is Ben Affleck still Batman? Because he is two different universes. You know how like uh, there's different variants of Loki mom. Like, remember how like you had three Spider Mans together and all from different universes, two different Batmans. Yes, they just happen to. Into the Spider-Verse, Ma. Remember we watched that movie? Huh? Pop. Pop. We watched that cartoon with all those Spider-Men. They all seem to be fine. You understood that, didn't you? <laughs> that's, see, but that's the thing. Like, like I think Marvel has it paged. It, like, it, they, they do it safely enough. <laughs> the, <laughs> we got, the more I'm in the pen, now understand, like, what's going on. Marvel puts you in the warm bath and throw some bubbles in there and be like no this is a safe space we have what this we have this and DC's like let's go we got this Spider-Man we got, we got this Batman and this Batman this Superman and this Superman we got three different Wonder Women we got Teen Titans Go they're not even part of nothing so you know that gives them carte blanche to make fun of everything else we do <laughs> <laughs> but to me it's just it's it, I, 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 I just see a train wreck coming like oh I don't like uh the, the tracks are not set up over here. I, I, I think the, the tracks. Are not I set up. think that the train wreck is going to be from the viewership, not from the not from the. Uh, no, no. Ed- I, I mean, I think I think DC will handle it correctly. I right. But here's the problem: the people won't understand. Fuck them. If it's only, uh, I'm going to say this, DC is not going to care about how people did they pay their did they pay their money for their ticket? Did we make money off of it? Okay, well then when the let, first moron says I didn't get it because there was a there was a different Batman or a different Superman. Wait, wait, wait. Mm-hmm. And they think I didn't get it. All the other morons are gonna go all the lemming heads are gonna pop up and go right. I'm not mine, jumping in the Mine, <laughs> mine, mine I'm not mine. jumping in the water today because like the first lemming didn't go, so I'm not going. Well, I think what's important, and if that's, and I, to a certain degree, I, uh, to a certain level, I agree. Someone's going to say I didn't get it because aren't there? There's too many Batman, or there's too many Superman, even though there might be two Max, right? right? And then other people are, are going to complain. And then as it, what is important is how the people of DC respond to that. Yes, because if yes. they say, you know what. We hear what you're saying, so now we're going to cut off this part of the universe. We're not going to make DC Elseworlds. We're going to make it one cohesive universe. Then, to me, that's where the problem is. You're kowtowing to the to the the, the morons, right. is what I'm going to put it. The, the, probably the minority of people. Yes. I well, think. Oh. 
I think that you know. Like, I don't know they're a minority, but yeah, but we, you okay? Look at it this way. I think people enjoyed the Joker movie, right? And they want a sequel. Those people who are itching to see the sequel, whether they're like, "Oh, we're going to see see the Pattinson's Batman meet Todd Phillips Joker," guess what? You're not. Right. You're just not. Well, I want to see that. Well, guess what? You can't. You know what? If you want to see that, write something, create something, create a fanfic book. Create a comic book. Come get hired at DC. Pitch us a story, and if we like it, we'll put it in a comic book. Well, we can, or put it in a novelization. We can. There's other avenues that we can go down those paths right. if you if you really want to see that. Mm. All right. I just. I mean. I think that just. I think what we have to. We just gotta wait and see. Yeah. I think you know we're gonna have all these movies coming out, right. and I. I kind of. I think by the time those movies come out with multiple people in different universes. After Ant Man, the Quantumanium, I think you're going to be. It's going to be a little bit more cemented into this is how multiverses work, you know. After Doctor Strange with um, you know American Chavez, you know, I think like you go, oh, okay, here's a person who can jump between those things. Mm. So it makes those things a little bit more plausible. You go, yeah, that Batman and that Superman are never going to meet. Oh, okay, why? Different universes. Think multiverse as in Marvel. Oh, okay. I think James Gunn is smart enough to go, let other people do the heavy lifting. Marvel's already done all the heavy lifting. They've already painted. That's, I think, to me, what DC's problem has been is that they don't want to be Marvel. So they're going to go the exact opposite way that Marvel's going. James is like, no, no. Let them lead. We can ride their coattails, and it saves us a lot more work. Right. You know, I think James Gunn, he's a, little, little, he's a smart, he's a smart yeah, guy. He's a smart guy. I mean, he's, he's, he's a very creative person. And I just, I just, I, I question, though, that, that, like, you know, you could have the smartest man in the room give you the greatest plan in the world. But if you have a bunch of morons that's got to follow that plan. Right, sure. Guess what? It ain't going to happen. <clears throat> right, if you got a bunch fall. of monkeys set, sitting around with typewriters, only, you know, it'll take them a while before they write Shakespeare. Right. You know, I get it, but. You know, I still feel like you know it's one of the things we gotta let's see let's gotta see what happens, Ed. Um, because James Gunn also had thoughts on the Snyderverse. Okay. You know, let's add some controversy. <laughs> All right, this is from Screen Geek. Uh, DC Studio head co-head James Gunn has officially revealed his thoughts on the Snyderverse now that the newly established DCU is on the way. He's like, I've laid my groundwork. This is what we're gonna do. Go ahead, ask me your questions. <laughs> James Gunn recently announced his new slate for the DCU, which includes a number of upcoming films and television shows. Along the way, however, James Gunn also revealed his thoughts regarding the Snyderverse. Many of Zack Snyder's fans have dubbed his films the Snyderverse, and as a result, they've become greatly disappointed that Warner Brothers has chosen to neglect this particular continuity. Now, James Gunn has explained why he and fellow DC Studios co-head Peter Saffron have chosen to ignore the Snyderverse as well. He happened to give a very in-depth explanation for the franchise going forward and increasingly why he feels that it hasn't worked so far. It can be summed up by a number of different creative personnel and changes with the franchise so far. And of course, why James Gunn and Peter Saffron intended to keep things better connected. Here's what Gunn stated. I wanted to take care of these characters. We all know it's been a fucked up road for many of them for the past few years. And I really thought is as a challenge, but I think it's possible, but I think it's a possibility to create something really wonderful with these characters. The history has been shit. 
Uh, it's been a real fucked up journey for DC. I think that there was basically no one minding the mint and that they were giving out IP to any creative that, that smiled at whoever was in charge. And it was never any real power given to the people in charge. And so somebody could never go over their head and do whatever they wanted. We had a we had the DCEU, which then became the Joss Whedon Justice League, but then it also became the Snyderverse, which became this. And then we have Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman 2, which doesn't even match what happened in Wonder Woman 1. And then we have the Arrowverse, and, and even us coming in with the Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. And you know what it is exactly? And all of a sudden, Batmite's a real guy. <laughs> so... Uh. So how can we take these things together and make them make them make sense and have them unified and have them be one real universe, one real world? Um, it's hard to argue that it stands on the Snyderverse after all. It's essentially what's brought us to the point in the first place. One can only hope that the new foundation established by Gunn and Peter Serafran will help TCU find new success as a brand that the Snyderverse couldn't. So he basically, what he said is we had so much shit. Like, it was Joss Whedon's Justice League. It was the Snyderverse. Wonder Woman 2 didn't really have anything to do with Wonder Woman 1. There was no cohesive. Everyone kind of got to do whatever the fuck they wanted to. And they were allowed to because there was nobody going, you can't. There was no Kevin Feige is the way, way he wants to put it. Right. You know, he can't say that, but that's what he means. Right. It's like, you guys, oh, oh, I sneezed. Oh, Superman fell out of my pocket. You want to hear you go. I picked up Superman. Can I play with him? Sure. You know, I, I I want to do I want to do this. Okay, sure. Like we don't care. You want you want Wonder Woman? Sure. How great! It's a female led director doing her version of Wonder Woman. She's got a plan. Go for it. And then when she starts to the second movie comes out, everyone's like, "Well, that's her fucking plan. What the fuck are you letting her do that for?" Like, <laughs> like, like, whoa, 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 slow down. Um. So, I mean, which is amazing to hear because I think. We always thought the other way around, where the suits at these at at Warner Brothers always put the carbosh on a lot of things and why it looked right. like shit. Right, and you're going, no, they had the creative control of it. They just went for it, and Warner right. Brothers, uh, Warner Brothers had no fucking clue what was going on. Right, everyone's like, no, no, we have an idea. This is what we want to do, and and all the directors like, no, fuck you. Like, I, one might argue that Joss Whedon was playing the part that he was paid to play right like we need you to make this a cohesive movie so we can branch off and do other things okay no problem i can do that boom 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 sure you know what didn't turn out the way they wanted so now right away the suits are panicking and they don't know what to do because they're not no one has the balls to step and go no we're sticking with the fucking vision and let it go it's a bad movie. Some people didn't like it. That's great. You know, shit happens. The next movie could be a, an Oscar winner for all we know. All right. Keep it going. You know, like, just because we stumble doesn't mean we, you know, why do we fall? To learn to pick ourselves back up. We actually made that movie. Right. You know, <laughs> that quote is in one of our movies. So why not just have that ability to be like, you know, just stick with the plan. Just, you know what? They're letting outside forces dictate how they feel. And that they're like, well, we don't want to... Now she wants to do this. Just let her fucking do it because now the vision we lost because we're too scared to stick with it. Right. So now we're letting Zack Snyder do his you know four hour cut black and white and color. You know we're gonna let what's her face do Wonder Woman um, two and make it in the eighties, but 
I don't remember hearing any 80s music in it. And we let her, you know, roofie and fuck a stranger. <laughs> you know, that's a little not kosher, but all right, whatever. You know, it's her vision, not ours. You know? Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the individual things. But the idea, though, is to me... Is I, I'm I'm just surprised that like you know because like I said I we always thought like, right the, the suits are going no no you can't do that you can't do that do this right yeah. and then they they felt they had no creative control but it was the other way around where they were like we don't know what the fuck to do give it to this person and right. let them run with it and right, see the, what happens right I and mean, the problem is they didn't pick one person to do that they let right. them all do it yeah so it wasn't like I mean it would be different if they the the suits were like you know what let's let's just stick with Snyder. He seems to have a vision. Let's go with that. Instead, they went, well, Snyder's got a vision. Let him go with it. Patty Jenkins got a vision. Let her go with it. Right. And, see, and it's like, let's see who wins, and then we'll just go that way. <laughs> you know, and everyone's confused and not satisfied because you have Affleck showing up in Suicide Squad for like 10 minutes, and someone's going, that's what Ayers wanted for Joker? Didn't we have someone watching this guy? Like, right. you know, like shit. And then James Gunn comes in. He's like, oh, I want to do the Suicide Squad. And they're like, okay, you know what? He's got success because with the Guardians of the Galaxy, we technically stole him from Disney because they fired him from the third one. Yeah. Let's see what he got. And then he makes a really good, the Suicide Squad, and is able to spin off the the Peacemaker, which I really liked that show. I didn't think I'd like John Cena as an actor, period. Yeah. And I'm like, I kind of really enjoy the stuff that he's doing in the superhero genre. Right. You know, uh, so it's like maybe they're like, Psst, let's give him a job. <laughs> like, huh. like he just left. He's going back to Disney to do Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Let's find out what he's doing after that. <laughs> like, what are you doing after that? I got nothing. Quick, you want to, we got to decide. Sit down. We got a little chat with you. You and Peter, come, come here. Would you guys like to run the stuff? Because clearly you guys have a vision and you know what you're talking about. People seem to gravitate towards you, James. People, people like to trust you and like you. We need a face that people can trust. And guess what? People believe in you, James. We need you to help us. Help us help you. <laughs> help us. <laughs> like, I mean, he's, he's like, uh, this guy who came from trauma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see a lot, of, a lot of them. I mean, like that. I mean, what do you call it? Came, I think, from trauma too. Uh, uh, the titanic guy the james cameron yeah the titanic guy <laughs> it's funny you went titanic and not avatar that just shows you what kind of impact that movie had on you it's the largest gross move for the longest time the terminator guy yeah the guy who brought the aliens in james cameron yeah him 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 yeah that guy the guy piranha 3d <laughs> but it's just but that's just saying like like it's you know like like the, those actors can do, those directors can do great things if you give them a shot you mm-hmm. know type of thing and there is some act, directors that did something great and you're going well, what else can you do you know we're going to give you another shot and then they do something horrible and it's right it's, it's well tough. I'm looking at you Mr. Fanta- fan four stick <laughs> I loved Chronicle <laughs> but that's the thing like Josh you know, Trank I think his name is yeah Josh Trank because it's like, like 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 you I mean you have to watch James Gunn super I mean that's Right, that, right, that right. Tells you everything. He, like he didn't, he didn't direct it, but he helped produce *Brightburn*. Oh, hold on. Uh. <laughs> oh, 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 
Welcome to the program. My butt had a had to be like, hold on, let me put some steak in that statement. I came through the mics, vibrated my chair. Whoo, even the mics went feedback on that. Woo. It smells all right. <laughs> I was in here in the background. I'm afraid to breathe. I really. Yes, you're fine. Just accept it, Ed. Just accept it. I can't. Anyway, I'm scared. I'm so scared. Uh, I, I just. Uh, what were we talking about? This? James Gunn. James Gunn. But like I said, if you watch that movie, right? Super. You see, like how things could be. Well, you know, like they, I, they, and they, I was bringing like, up Brightburn. Brightburn is a great example. He didn't write it or direct it, but he'll produce it. But it's like a dark version of Superman. Mm-hmm. And they kind of, at the end of the movie, kind of tease a dark version of Aquaman and a dark version of Wonder Woman. And I'm like, I want to see that universe because that sounded really, because Brightburn is a really fucking cool movie. Kind of scary, too, to see a kid have that kind of power and just be like, fuck, I know I can kill every one of you. And guess what? Piss me off. Go ahead. I dare you. Right. You know? You're like, ooh, so good. Anyway. So I go. got two more articles, Ed. All right. Now, as I said, James Gunn has a face that we can trust, right? Uh-huh. Well, apparently, Mr. I'm going to think ahead put a poll up on Twitter. Okay. You know, he's running the new Superman movie, and they're going to be making a Superman movie, um, right? Uh-huh. He put up um, basically a, um, a poll on Twitter. Uh-huh. Okay? That poll was... Trunks or no trunks? Ah. All right. So let me ask you a question, Ed. Before we even get further, dive further into this article. Are you pro-Superman with trunks or pro-Superman without trunks? I guess <sighs> classic versus new. Let's get it that way. All right. Uh, see, now, I'm I'm because I've grown up with it. I'm so used to the classic style. It really depends on how the new costume looks. Like, okay. like, like, if it's the right color scheme, because they they don't just do like a blue suit. It's like they always have some kind of line design, right? The on accents there. and all that. You gotta right. make it. You gotta put some texture into it, right? Now. So, so if, if 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 it looks if it looks right, it's fine, you know. Like, right. they, but I'm more of the classic red trunk guy, you know, just because I the underwear on the outside, right? All right, so you want him the you want the blue tights, red shorts, right? right. Yeah. And for Batman, you want the gray suit, black shorts, right? Actually, Batman. No, I, I, I. Batman, I, I, you want no trunks? No trunks. Yeah. Cause okay. Because I, I think that looks more stealthy if it's all one color. Right, and a little bit more, maybe more intimidating. Right. Superman should never really look intimidating in my book. He should be not family friendly, but he should be approachable. Right. And when he comes up, and I guess must something must make you feel a little bit more. Empowered. If a man comes walking to you, he's got underwear on the outside of his pants. Yeah. You go, oh, this guy, this guy might be some trouble, but I think I could take him. Like, you know, <laughs> like he ain't all right in the head. He's got his underwear out over his pants. I, right. Let's just hear what he has to say. <laughs> and then you go, I think I could take him. Right. Or you know what? My guy, this guy's got underwear on his top. Fuck, he might be crazy. Don't provoke him. Right. And then he comes in. What seems the problem? Nothing. We're good. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll see you later. Then, like. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> so 
Following the big reveal of Warner Brothers' upcoming DC Universe slate, which is titled, Ed, it actually has a title, called Gods and Monsters. Uh, One of the biggest piece news was revealed that the new solo Superman film that will be released in 2025, Superman Legacy, is looking to bring back Clark Kent back to his roots, creating a much kinder Man of Steel than the previous iteration we've seen in likes of Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Justice and Justice League, right? Mm-hmm. Recently, Gunn asked fans whether they wanted to see the new Superman wearing his traditional trunks, and the filmmaker now has an answer. S- Superman's briefs first appeared with his initial appearance at DC Comic way back in 1938, just so you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for quite some time, the Man of Steel stuck with his trunks in his history, but with the arrival of the new 52, he was given a costume that looked a tad more armored, quote-unquote, while also nixing briefs from his outfit. Following suit, <laughs> the recent films he- featuring Henry Cavill's version of The Man of Tomorrow were also sans briefs, huh. uh, leading many to wonder if Gunn is planning on keeping the traditional look or leaving the trunks in the past once again. James Gunn has posted a poll earlier this week, and with a resounding decision of 59.3% to 40.7%, what do you think won? No trunks. Nope. Trunks won. Really? The trunks have it, and we'll see the DC fans on the social media platform are far more into Clark Kent's traditional look when it comes to his alter ego than has been the mainstay in the comic books world. And here it is. James Gunn, Superman, trunks, no trunks, 593 and there were 493,985 votes. Wow. All right. This was on February 1st, by the way. With the release of new DC projects, when uh, Gunn went into detail when it came up to this. His partner, Peter Saffron, take on the last sign of Krypton. Um, he said, Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go, which we couldn't be more over the moon about. We'll be able to share some exciting information about our first projects at the beginning of the new year. Among those with Slate of Superman, in the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill, but we have just had a great meeting with Henry, and and we're big fans, and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. Um, he also, I should have, you know... Um, so, I'm sorry, I should ask you, what was your like verdict? Uh, My like, verdict? Yeah. I'll be honest, I kind of liked, I kind of liked No Trunks. Okay. And I'm not saying that just to be, you know, counterproductive to you, Ed. Um, I thought that the look, it took a while for me to get used to it. And I kind of was like, okay, ultimately, I don't think it really matters. A part of me does kind of appreciate the trunks more because I am a fan of Christopher Reeve's Superman. And that's how you're introduced to the the trunks. And that's, to me, but again, the idea of the trunks and that that version of Superman is more, I want to say, family-friendly. It's more... Like the Superman that I'd want in in the world of movies, right? You know, like I, I had nothing against Henry Cavill's Superman. I just felt like I never saw any joy come out of him. Like he, you know, there was maybe a couple smirks and a couple, you know, chuckles here and there out of him, but he just never. He always seemed to have, I would say, the Atlas syndrome. He always felt like he had the world weight of the world on his shoulders, right. and he just couldn't share with anybody. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't seem to have any joy. Like, you know, where was the Superman that saved a kitten out of a tree? Right. Where was, you know, the Superman that, that you know, just kind of just did stuff around the neighborhood? Yeah. You know, like, like he, he didn't have to do that. It just seemed to be like, oh, the world hates me. And that is part of it. But I also think, too, though, in the grand scheme of things, he just didn't seem to like he actually, he, 
he took the responsibility with like this heavy heart rather than this joyous like. Well, I'm saying they they made him out to be almost like we have this alien on the like like almost Lex Luthor side. Right, of the world. they like, they almost made everybody make him. Almost everybody was Lex Luthor. Right, because it's like you know like what is this alien going to do that's living amongst us? Right, you know type of thing, and like like we we must tear him down, and that's that's how you kind of feel. And like some are like, well, I don't want to tear him down, but I'm going to keep an eye on him, like kind right. of thing, you know, like or you know I'm going to be panicking if I see him because like I don't know what he's going to do, and you're going. Maybe he's a good guy, you know? right? Like, like in Dawn and Justin, him having to stand before a whole panel of people to be judged about something that he did, right? You know, or actually didn't do, you know. But it's just kind of like, I mean, granted, it, maybe it's a reflection of the world that we live in. Maybe Christopher Reeve's Superman in the seventies was, you might say, it's a simpler time. You know, there was no internet, there was no computers. You know, there wasn't. This way social media runs everything now. So I kind of feel like maybe Snyder saw that and like, well, you can't wipe your own ass without someone bitching about it on the internet. Like, oh, he should have went from left to right, not right from left. How dare he? You know, or and then people have a tendency to prejudge. You know, you're nowadays because of social media, you are presumed guilty before you're innocent. Right. You know, so maybe that's where his reflection of how we how Superman is in these movies is more of a mirror looking back at us saying, hey, you guys are did this to him because you guys don't let him have any joy because you're nitpicking. You're yelling at him. You're you're not liking, you know, yeah, you saved, yeah. That, you saved that cat in that tree. You made that little girl happy. But while you were doing that, some man fell halfway across the world and died. And now his family is left hungry and poor. Fuck you, Superman. Like, you know. right? And then the thing is, is that like, like, as a writer or somebody that that does these things kind of things, maybe you should not take a look at the world as it live in, but actually the character and the story itself, and not use the today's world because the today's world is just a nasty fucking up, you know, weird fucking place. Right? You're going, you know, it's just like, and and you, and you just have to go with it. But you're going, if we had a positive uh, spin on. Uh, Right, 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 right. I, 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 oh my god, I'm t- wrapped up in the the electrical cord. I think the equipment's trying to kill you. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. I'm bleeding. I'm getting electric, like you know, sh- cords wrapped around my legs. <sighs> shows, tra- shows out to get me, Ed. Out to get me. But the, the to me, it's just like like. If if you put the positives in the movie, like maybe the positives will come back. Right, into you the, put into out the audience. You know, put you, out in the world what you want to get back. Like right. make him a positive role model. Make him make right. something you want to emulate. You know, right, type of yeah. thing instead of being that that like you know like well everybody's negative in this movie, so that's the way I'm going to be. You know, like, right? I'm going to emulate this, and yeah. that's that's the idea. That's a very good point. Ed. So did you put out life is like movies should be like sex. The more you put in, the more you get out. All right, I want to go on the go. That part, yeah, okay. All, right. All right, here's my last article, Ed. All right. This is a stupid one. This is very stupid, okay? So, so stupid that I'm actually going to think about pre-ordering it. Yes, Marvel Scott Lang's memoir is real, and you can buy it on Amazon. All right? <laughs> Hear me out, folks. <laughs> 
Apparently, there's a book called Scott Lang, Look Out for the Little Guy. All right? <laughs> Here's a photo of it, right? Okay? Apparently, it's the book that he might have written, you know, during the movies, right? Right. So, <clears throat> the book written by Paul Rudd's character, Scott Lang, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumanian, that, so apparently it's in the it's in the movie, will be published as a real book and is available for pre-order on Amazon starting today, Ed. Marvel announced the historic tie-in book on social media on Thursday morning with video of Rudd reading aloud an excerpt from the book. Here's a quote. Scott is many things, former convict, a dad, an Avenger, but he's also a best-selling author. Rudd said in the video, and now you can purchase my, his, very real book. Look out for the little guy. This is, once this movie prop, this once movie prop is now an actual real life book that you can actually purchase where books are sold. How's that for meta? (laughs) (laughs) See there? That is the dumbest thing. Uh, Now it's nice. Oh. Hello. (laughs) Didn't see you there. Hi, I'm Paul Rudd. You might know me as Scott Lang, a.k.a. Ant-Man. Now, Scott is many things. Former convict, a dad, an Avenger. But he's also a best-selling author. And now you can purchase my, his, very real book, Look Out for the Little Guy. That's right. This once movie prop is now an actual real-life book you can purchase wherever books are sold. How's that for meta? In this new book, I'm almost certain was not written by me, we pull back the curtain and uncover the man behind Ant-Man, Scott Lang. Who is he? What's he like? Why does he look so much like me? It's a tale as old as time that's so good it practically reads itself. A publication similar to, but not the New York Times, calls it one of the best Avengers autobiographies of this multiverse. So, if you're like me, and you've only ever read the back covers of books to say you've read them, do yourself a favor and pick up a copy of Look Out for the Little Guy. It'll change your life. Can I say that? No? No? It might change your life. (laughs) (laughs) So Ant-Man does come out in theaters on February uh, uh, 17th. Yeah. Um, However, this isn't the first in-universe book that Marvel has published. Uh, Black Panther's Wakanda Files was the most recent, but it is the first time that one has been written for one of the franchise's main heroes, like Lang. Uh, the fake memoir tells the story of how Ant-Man went, Ant-Man went from being an ex-con, divorced dad, to a world-saving superhero. The stories include how he ended up joining the Avengers, his, pers- his perspective on many battles he's won and lost, and how it feels to shrink down to a size of an ant, even in the official account of what actually happened between Avengers and Thanos. <laughs> Bruce Banner, a fellow Avengers, wrote a blurb for the Scott Lang's first book, Quote, introduces the man behind the hero and the hero I call friend. <laughs> so, all right. So now look out for the little guy. It is actually going for $27 on Amazon, right? Uh-huh. So I, I actually, because I was one of those things I'm like, I'm actually kind of interested in. So hardcover is $26.99. It's going to be released on September 5th this year. 
So you got some time. <laughs> but and also it's available for Kindle for thirteen ninety nine. <laughs> so I'm like, I kinda think I want to get the physical one though. <laughs> like have it just like I'm just gonna boop pre order it. I don't, then I'll buy the Kindle because I'm not going to re- lay in bed reading a hardcover. I just kind of want to have it on a bookshelf. Right. Because I think it look good, it's good. Scott Lang, look out for the little guy. Then get the audio book. Because <laughs> you know they do audio books. Yeah, it's got to be funny. with him. Probably going to get uh, Paul Rudd to read it. <laughs> and they would have to. Yeah. Read by the author. <laughs> and he's playing it as Scott Lang, not as Paul Rudd. Yeah. You know? <laughs> See, I'm kind of... There's a part of me that's like, okay, well, now Paul Rudd's a very charming person. Yeah. Uh, he probably didn't write anything in this book. Right. It's probably writers. But my pro- the questions I have is they're now going to give Scott Lang's interpretation of what has happened to him and the Avengers throughout his involvement with them. So you're going to get a unique perspective of everything, probably comical. I feel like the Thanos aspect of why he didn't go up Thanos's butt and just enlarge himself. I think it's. I think it's going to be in this book. I think there's going to be an. There's going to be a, a quote and a, and a and a thing of why when Thanos was attacking everybody, why didn't he shrink down, fly up his butt, and then enlarge himself? <laughs> See, I didn't get it right away when you said Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> I'm like. They said it wrong. No, I didn't. <laughs> and then no, like, I didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> when you explain it, I'm like, no, he didn't. He didn't. No, he didn't. It's exact, <laughs> exactly how he called it. Thanos. <laughs> fly right up the poop chute and go, enlarge. It'd be kind of messy in more ways than one, probably, but that might be addressed. How he feels about maybe Captain America. Maybe he doesn't think it's America's ass. <laughs> Because actually, there's a there there's a new cruise ship that Disney's getting. It's called the the Wish, uh-huh. and there is an Avengers uh, dining room. At the, you, right, you go to like three or four different dining rooms in through the cruise that you can as part of the 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 thing. So one night you go to the Avengers room, you know, thing, and he actually he actually addresses that in a video because it's him and and uh, the Wasp, it's Vice, uh, Lily, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he's like, first off, gross, <laughs> right, and then and, uh, and then and then he got cut off, and then they just move over, but like that. So hopefully, maybe they'll explain it more in the book, <laughs> <laughs> right? Ant-Man <laughs> has the greatest piece of movie promo ever. Um, it's probably the book. <laughs> All right. So that's it, Ed. Right. Really? I, I, like I said, I highly recommend buying the book. <laughs> you know the name, now buy the book. I might buy the book. I I, yeah, Depends on this movie. Is. I don't read much, but you know what I could tell you? I'm not much of a reader, but I really enjoy that Scott Lang. I like how it shrinks down a little, little tiny and how you can go real, real big. <laughs> I'll I'll wait to see how the movie comes out. And then, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 <laughs> well, the question is okay. Well, see now here's my here's the problem, is that I feel like the move the book isn't going to cover anything that happened in 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 the movie, right? Because the book came out before the events of the movie, like because it's the book that he's promoting in in the Quantumanium yeah. that you know that he that you're going to read. So it's going to be up until 
this adventure. Right. So, I mean, you are going to have, like, this is how I met, you know, so-and-so. This is how I, be- this is what happened when I became a con, uh, uh, you know, probably talk about life in prison, you know, when it gets broken out, and all the people that are in it, you know, how when he first met Spider-Man and when he first met, remember he kicked Falcon's ass? You know, he's going to tell that. Right. <laughs> So, all right. Well, that's all I got, folks. All right. Thanks Ed, for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, anything you'd like to add, Ed? Uh, no, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm okay, uh, Sean. <laughs> uh, we can end the show here. <laughs> yes. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Um, if you haven't guessed it, Geeksters, surprise! <laughs> got you again. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you're just Every asking time. for it. At this point, you're just asking for it. Like, I think you, you're just a. You're a masochist. You're going, I don't know what this one is. Oh, it's those geeksters, guys. God damn it. You know it's us. It says so right there on the fucking net. <laughs> you probably have listened to every single episode. If not, you are now. Like you're listening to a new one and going back and listening to the old ones. I'm just a ball of gas, Ed. <laughs> At this point. We need to end this show now. Yeah, before, before it's... <coughs> <coughs> All right, thanks for listening, folks. If you haven't already, go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Follow us on Twitter at Geeksters. Or you can contact Ed at Ed's getting kind of woozy now. You can contact him at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com. <laughs> or you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.